Oh, you can do this. So, welcome back to the Full Feature Podcast, guys. So, for the first time in about 10 weeks, uh, we are actually in person back in... Um, Back in the studio. Cassie uh, Gamble. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we're actually back in the um, in the house together for the first time in ages. Um, and we just want to say thanks for showing us support throughout the uh, literal pandemic and for uh, <laughs> and for and for uh, keeping up with um, our audio and stuff like that. So sometimes it wasn't uh, the greatest, but now we're back. We each have our own mic. We've uh, invested in our setup, and um, so yeah, it's it's. Yeah, yeah, it's good. So yeah, hopefully, back. hopefully the sound's really good. Um, so yeah, thanks again, guys. Um, and this week we are doing Spike Lee. So guys, talk to me about Spike Lee. Let's well, let's, for, let's first. We got to get into the Instagram polls. Oh, that's right. Oh yeah, shit. I so, yeah, do yeah, so oh, we started our Instagram polls about two weeks ago, and then obviously because of all of the circumstances that was happening across the sea, it wasn't really the place to have. Like there was a lot of information going up on Instagram about the Black Lives Matter movement, and we didn't want people to be voting for their favorite Pixar films. <laughs> read the room. Yeah, in that, yeah, read the room in between that. So we, we took a week off of that, and then we put them back up. We put the round of 16 back up at the start of this week, and we just did the finals yesterday. So, boys, any surprises there? Or I, You know what? Wally was getting a terrible time. It was getting such a terrible time. I, I, I don't really like I, Wally. Oh man, I think Wally is such a groundbreaking film. It's so magical. <laughs> it's so I love it. Like I it's think it's so... like the best like modern commentary on society. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. and its animation is definitely yeah. The best it it, all it of these. really it really jumped up uh, Pixar to their next kind of level of animation where it, it got like it got actually really good. Really good. Because like, Toy yeah. Story, when you go back and watch it now, like it's really dated. Hasn't it's it? really really dated. The animation. Is yeah, dated. I actually it watched. Is, yeah, um, quite a bit. There's a Call Fusion video on like the history of Pixar or whatever, and uh, it goes through like their animation, whatever. So apparently, like dog, the dog in. Uh, Toy Story is yeah, an yeah. absolute fucking nightmare. Like apparently, like the, the guys won't like, even fucking watch the dog. Cause really? Just, yeah, because they feel like the hair and everything. Well, sure. Yeah. The reason why um, Andy didn't have a dad in the original one was because adults cost a lot more to animate than kids because they're much bigger to get their scale right. So they just animated one adult, his mom. And Pixar yeah. was a failing company when they were making Toy Story. Which is they, insane, they, yeah. they were completely yeah. on the verge of collapse, and then Toy Story like really brought them out. Of yeah. it. Toy Story was the one that like, like yeah. them, which is hilarious. How um, how funny is that Pixar is Steve Jobs? Yeah, yeah and Steve Jobs. he got he got sacked from Apple essentially. Yeah, he's, he's, he's voted out of Apple. Starts up another extremely successful yeah, company. So maybe just have it. Yeah, he's just, fucking, <laughs> he's just a fucking go getter. Like you know that speech that he made. Uh, I think it was Stanford or something, and he just goes on about life and how he gets cancer and everything. And he's just like, yeah, I'm just a positive guy. He really was like, I know apparently he was a bit of a bollocks to work yeah, for. Yeah. But, like, oh, yeah. apparently like you'd get in an elevator with him and you'd lose your job by like, <laughs> like the yeah. time that you got yeah, off. Yeah, I, I wouldn't say a fucking word to him. No, like, just be yeah, like, right, yeah. Steve or no, Mr. Jobs. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I lost my job. Yeah. <laughs> you say, Mr. Jobs. You're not Mr. Jobs. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, he. Um, uh, it, what I was found interesting about him as well is I don't think he was a very technical person because that's what Steve Wozniak always said about him. But he, he dropped out of college but kept going to classes and he had attended a few animation classes. So after Apple, he was kind of like, oh, well, I kind of understand yeah. animation a little bit. Starts Pixar, who like changed animate the face <laughs> yeah. of animation like literally he was more of a dreamer yeah yeah he, yeah. he was a big picture guy like yeah, yeah. he didn't apparently he'd come in and he'd be like so i want this tiny device to have 
millions of accessible songs on it at the touch of a finger and they were just like how do we do this and then they were like, like and he was like care. get it done, get it done. <laughs> <laughs> and then they yeah because it. they originally made like a they did something with Sony Ericsson it was kind of like a fucking monstrosity it was like what iTunes launched on oh okay yeah, like yeah, a mo- yeah. it was like a Motorola fucking you know those weird like phones back in the day that yeah. when, you know, when there was like a million phone shit, companies like, now there's like two yeah <laughs> you either have a Samsung or an Apple phone <laughs> yeah or a Huawei, or Huawei but they, yeah. they listen to you sleep but <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, back to Pixar yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, we may as well just say because there's not like a crazy amount of surprise in it that Toy Story 1 yeah but Toy you Story 1 yeah what? Toy Story 1 1 yeah I should say but what we were initially planned because we didn't actually realise when we started this poll that there was so little Pixar, Pixar movies so we were just going to do by franchise so we were going to do like Toy Story 1 to 3 Cars 1 to 3 Incredibles 1 to 2 so on and so forth but then we just decided, well, all right, we'll do one at a time. And I expected Toy Story to win if we were doing it by franchise, but not Toy Story 1 to win alone. I mean, uh, like, like... Toy Story... I knew it would get far. Toy Story 3 was, like, a pivotal moment yeah. in my childhood. Even like, Toy Story you know? 2, I would argue. Was, yeah, was Toy Story better. 2 is the best. It's so good. It's the best. It is so good. The, the so animation good. rocks up. The storytelling's better. They introduce a lot more characters. But, yeah, and this is my problem with Toy Story, because I watched Toy Story 4 recently. I didn't hate it, but I felt it was the worst I haven't of them. Seen it, it was the worst is of them. Is it the bit of a nostalgia like, merchant? Uh, not, not really, to be fair. It went for its own story, but it just felt like I was watching an episode. It was like they turned Toy Story into a TV yeah, series. Yeah, well, there was a lot of episodes like that with the new kid Bonnie. I've actually seen it, the Exactly. And they're very like that. It's just kind of... It just kind of felt like that. It doesn't feel like Toy Story, but it feels like TV show. Yeah, it just kind of gave you... This I didn't realise it was a TV story, show. Yeah. Yeah. Is it that well, They'll give you like it's on. They'll be all on Disney Plus, like little like. Oh, funny, funny oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know they do like Christmas like specials or whatever. Yeah. Well, Toy Story's but enormous. I, I felt mm. with Toy Story Four as well. They were adding too many characters, and what's worse was like the characters they added were great, but they were still trying to keep all the old characters of the from the roster. So you have like Jesse and all, who they brought in the second, which was a game changer. Yeah, game changer. But so she's still an old buzz. And you know the scene game, where it's yeah. um, when somebody, somebody loves you. you. Oh God, let's not talk about oh, that. Yeah. We, we <laughs> <won't do> that. <laughs> I don't think I'm emotional. How, how did you vote about. for Toy Story One? <laughs> 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 Imbecile. These polls are just us getting angry with the voters yeah. all the time. Like, <laughs> nice <laughs> opinion you got there. <laughs> but they added like Key and Peel um, as a. Uh, two like bunnies that you win uh, in like a, a carnival thing and yeah. they were hilarious like, I love they, they just played themselves we, maybe we should do an episode of Key and Peele and maybe well we were going to do Jordan Peele and so we were, Spike Lee yeah, yeah. we, we can mention Key and Peele because it is like it's it's very relevant funny comedy yeah yeah big time and like Jordan Peele's work with Spike Lee and stuff now yeah well Black Landsman yeah. so we'll yeah, be talking about that exactly. today as well but the thing is about sorry going back to Pixar was I only realised as well is when Pixar started they had a plan to make five movies and it was like A Bug's Life Monsters Inc um, Toy Story, Toy Story Two, and Wally. Those were like the blueprints they had. They were like, "We'll make mm. those five And I think when Wally came out, it was like really good. And, like I loved it, but people felt Pixar fell off a bit then after that because you got all the sequels that came with it. Well, I- it's probably good to mention at this stage that we did leave out like the Good Dinosaur. But is that does this. that is, is that not that's, like that's that was, that's Pixar? Is that Pixar? Yeah, and yeah. we also left out Onward because we just knew that they would be cannon fodder and we tried to work it out mathematically which we just failed at but yeah, like, look, we're, we're doing a film podcast because we're not good at math yeah. so, <laughs> yeah. so like I was trying to see them at all it was like, I was, yeah. like what am I, doing here? I was like round of 16 <laughs> Champions League 
But um, uh, back, back to Toy Story real quick. Remember when Toy Story 3 first came out and that guy pirated it on, and uh, he put he uploaded it to the internet and, and, cut, and he cut the ending. At the, at the, <laughs> at the incinerator. And so many people downloaded it. The last scene is them just holding hands in the incinerator and accepting their fate. And then you got a friend in me comes on, but like piano version, like sad piano version. This is terrorized kids around the world. That's what you get what you deserve. Support, yeah, for, support fucking Yeah, cinema. buy your yeah, movies. Buy, buy your fucking movies. Yeah, movies. <laughs> yeah not, not like we fucking do that. <laughs> no, no, of course we do. Course yeah, we do. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, 100%. Yeah, uh, <laughs> speaking of buying movies, actually, The King of Staten Island is like $23. Yeah, it's expensive. To rent. But when cool, you think about it, you get a couple of Migos over. For, for you split it for you split we, we should probably like, do it really yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually wouldn't mind is it out now it's yeah. out now yeah it's out now yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, we'll talk about it next podcast yeah yeah, yeah that'd, be, that'd be sweet that'd be to do that. actually uh, yeah we should do that completely rent it um, and get review what it's like to watch a cinema at home or watch, yeah. a, or movie, watch a movie a brand new movie at home okay just to get back to Pixar real quick because we gotta get through this one film that I thought was I voted for in every poll because it's gorgeous really beautiful film I can't recommend it enough if you haven't seen it it's Coco one of the one it. of the handful of films that had me ball and cry. Really? Like, yeah. I, I think that one fell under the radar. It bit. really did. It really did. It's about like the Day of the Dead in Mexico. In Mexico. And it, the animation's standard. It's just incredible. animation. Well, yeah. It's just incredible. Yeah, yeah it's just incredible. Yeah. But um, it's just a story. It's just, it, it really hits you so hard in the end. And it's kind of like, like, don't get me wrong, it's not on par with, like, the start of Up, because that's just meant to just beat you around. Like, yeah. That. That's yeah, like, yeah. he's solely written to just beat the shit out of you. Yeah. But, um, as a whole though the, the whole film of Coco it just has you just so happy and sad at the same time at the end like my friend has like a screenshot of my face bawling crying <laughs> after watching Coco but did, did that get knocked out pretty early did it or? I think I think it got knocked out on the on the yeah. second round you know I think what was weird uh, Cars 3 performed very well well Cars 3 is Logan for kids Logan. So, yeah. it, it, it's Logan we've, we've been through franchise. this I'm pretty sure but like the trailer for that just Cars like, everyone... 2 is, is X-Men Last Stand yeah, yeah. Cars, Cars 2 was the most chaotic experience what of watching I was like what am I watching I was like I oh yeah we're going in for like a standard car sequel and then I was like what this is crazy this is a spy thriller <laughs> <laughs> it was a it was a intercontinental they were going yeah. all around the world yeah it was like a fucking James Bond film well there was there was like, like the James Bond Aston Martins and all right? yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and car, Cars is one of my favourite animated films of all I time I really like the first one the first really really car, Cars is the like, it's very fun for adults as well that's the great thing about yeah. Pixar films is you like my mom's favorite film is probably Up. Yeah, and like I say, my mom's favorite film like every fucking week on this podcast. But like you know, it is true. Yeah, like, she, she absolutely well, mails up. Well, here's the thing: Do you think that the likes of Toy Story, Monsters Inc., and all them did so well because they've just been broader and they came out when we were kids? Rather, I than, think they rely on a lot of like yeah. the childhood memory. Because like, the likes of nostalgia, up, like Up is a one off, but Up is a phenomenal film. Yeah, yeah. like phenomenal. It's phenomenal. ten out of ten. Although in saying that, I think Monsters Inc. is one of the earlier ones that has a lot of heart. It's got a lot it's of heart. It's got like it's got real, real. Value. And it's just like an excellent concept. What a concept! Yeah. I mean, the yeah, imagination. Yeah, yeah. Who thought of the doors? The screaming is what powers energy. It's like, fucking great. Like, my yeah. favorite character, the abominable snowman. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. he's the nicest guy ever. Yeah. <laughs> don't drink the yellow. Don't eat the yellow, the snow yellow snow. snow. Monsters <laughs> Uni is fucking sweet as well. I, I like Monsters Uni. Yeah. No, I, I really, I really like all of the Monsters University. Oh, yeah, like it's so it's. It's so much better than Toy Story, in my opinion. I don't Monsters know if you've seen that. Like, just the whole, like, Monsters, Inc. Well, Toy Monsters Story University crawled. World. Like, the world. Toy Story yeah. crawled so Monsters, Inc. could fucking run. Yeah, I suppose. But, I mean, I just don't think... I think, like, 
definitely Toy Story 1 shouldn't have won it. I think that people just Toy Story 2 Toy Story 2 or 3 I would have been happy I feel like people saw Toy Story and clicked that's yeah, just my that, opinion that is it yeah let no, me know I, if I'm wrong I, guys I feel like that <laughs> but, uh, yeah like uh, Jackson's insulting our, our <laughs> yeah, listeners yeah. intelligence yeah. here <laughs> <laughs> you just saw the green didn't you because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you changed those fucking colours because um, yeah because the red makes yeah, it like, the, no like, um in like for, for in shooters and stuff, they've now start, stopped making teams blue and red because red is like it's more like bad, better. Like, yeah, 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 it's yeah. bad. You see it more in your eyes. So yeah, they're changing yeah. it to like I think it's like green and like peach or yeah, something. Yeah. It's yeah. Not like we like associate red with like Nazis. Well, that's Well, look at that. That's why they use that vibrant yeah. color. Yeah, we're literally looking at fucking Vietnamese propaganda. Apparently, red and black are the most contrasting colors. I think yeah. that's why the two. Yeah, that, and that's why yeah. they put the two together so much. So it's like really vibrant and eye catching. So now I, th- I think that every like propaganda, it's just red. It is, is red and black, <laughs> yeah. and now we now. It's like the boxes of smokes. Like looking at those, like looking at the box of smokes, they're like, oh, geez, these, these must be bad for you. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, like basics like driving. Red stop sign. Red, stop red sign, light. Yeah. Red is yellow. Although yeah. 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 I, I gotta agree with the Unabomber in the fact that I have no idea why we stop at red lights that are close junctions. Like there's a road being well, turned off. Turn them off. Yeah. Turn them off in Germany. Yeah. In, in, if there are the, in, there's new set of traffic lights up where I live. And it's a closed road. So it's only one road going through it, which is just a straight road. Yeah. So there's no reason to stop at it. But cars, you, you there are lines and lines of traffic out where it is. And I just always skip them. And so do so many other people. <laughs> because it's like, what are you doing? Like, go watch Manhunt Unabomber and stop yeah. stopping at red lights. Yeah. <laughs> Manhunt Unabomber, like, it's a great fucking series. And it really just, like, you're just like, fuck, we're in the fucking machine, man. Yeah, like, it really is, yeah. yeah. He, uh, fucking, he's a fucked up guy. Yeah. <laughs> Ted, Ted Kaczynski. Ted Kaczynski, yeah. yeah. Very I, smart fella. You can, you can, like, they, they still have his cabin, I'm pretty sure. I think they, they do. Yeah. Well, they yeah, moved yeah. it. Remember, they moved it for the they removed court case. It, yeah. Like, they carried it by helicopter to where he's like he's like it. anarchist fucking Mr. Fantastic like yeah. <laughs> Mr. Fantastic is him but just chill you know he's just like yeah whatever it's just like society he, he's just one of those really suave smart people that wasn't good looking so he decided to blow up a lot of people yeah <laughs> you know like yeah. I mean like Jesus Christ like he blew, he blew up people like he's yeah. not chill but this whole manifesto thing is like a fad as well because Can you read that? Like, man, yeah, yeah I, I, I read a couple of I, I read a couple of hundred pages of it it's Dull, like, yeah, yeah, but uh, you know, your man Breivik who committed that, like, that, huge that mass in, shooting. Um, it was like, Sweden a, or, yeah, yeah, it was a Sweden, that, that, like, Muslim camp. No, it was a policy, it was Sweden, it was Sweden because I know he's been only sentenced to 22 years, yeah, because technically the max you can, max you can do, like, it's not like he's gonna get out. They did that in that movie, do you remember that movie? Uh, they made a movie about it, it's like, uh, about yeah, yeah, I know that they did, yeah, and they let him out of prison to like show where he did all the shootings and stuff, yeah, and stuff like that. Yeah, and they crazy. filmed it on the actual fucking oh, where he um, shot the people. Yeah, it's yeah. it's actually a very fucking good movie. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen it. I must watch it's, it. It's actually yeah, it deals with like the aftermath and everything. Like the actual event takes place, and then it's like the aftermath. Yeah, yeah but he, yeah. he has a he has a, yeah, a manifesto as well. That's like chunky <laughs> one as well. All these people are such attention seekers. Yeah, exactly. Okay. That's why they need to stop naming them. Like I know that they've basically done that, but like they really no, just yeah, need to snap. Yeah, well now it's not it. now it's more about like not <laughs> We need to get back into Pixar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we really need to get back into the kids' movies. <laughs> <laughs> what are Pixar gonna do 
what we want and give us a serial killer. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the Pixar manifesto? The little serial killer. <laughs> well, well, are there any films that are missing here? I think Ratatouille's like... I've never well. seen Ratatouille. Oh, Ratatouille's it's so good. I do not like the rat. <laughs> <laughs> but it's such a meme now as well, so I think that's what that helped along so yeah, much. It reminds me of like Flushed Away. Like. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, I think they were out the same year, like I would say. They kind of go par and par with It's like well. ants. And, um, and then the whole time, like, yeah. if I showed you two fucking frames from that movie, you wouldn't know which one's which. Like, and yeah. ants, I think, sucks balls. One of them sucks balls. Ants sucks, sucks balls. Ants Bugs are very good. Bugs are brilliant. Yeah. Which is the one that's like? Do you remember Ant Bully? Anyone see that? Ant Bully. Where the kid destroyed? Uh, yes. Where the kid's like murdering ants, and then he shrunk down to the size of them, and they're like, "You murdered our family." <laughs> That's that's what, that's what, 100% what it's like. What that's 100%. Do they fucking eat him? Like? No, he becomes like their king. Their leader. <laughs> He's like their god. That's some redemption arc. Yeah, yeah. They're like, most dynasties are built on genocide. <laughs> <laughs> and Bully's pretty spot on. Yeah, fucking hell. Well, hey, anything else before we hop on to Spike Lee? Because we got some uh, subject material to yeah. cover on him. Yeah, look, I, I'm not surprised really that, that a Toy Story one. I'm just surprised that the Toy Story one the first one yeah right? yeah. I'm not surprised but I'm just disappointed, disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah Look, guys uh, and thanks not, for voting in them yeah. as well yeah and we if you guys have any ideas for Instagram. like a franchise that we could do or yeah and please know. get more recommendations in because yeah. I mean, we, we love to cover whatever you use our first polls weren't specific they were just like a time frame so yeah. you could do that again if there's like the 2010s you guys want to do or yeah. comedies 2010s might be better actually but not we could do Marvel yeah ranking the Marvel that's some project or we could, we could just we could, good project. Yeah, we could also good do project. like just superheroes in general and yeah, just make yeah. a massive one well, there's no point in doing that because DC will just fall out in the first round yeah we just got, <laughs> we got the Batman ones there too which Very we would contend so yeah. well, I'm not putting Christopher Nolan in with the MCU <laughs> yeah. it deserves better yeah. than that yeah. <laughs> yeah. anyway let's get on let's get on uh, go watch Coco if anyone <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, yeah I'll watch Coco it'll, I've got, I've got uh, Paul's Disney Plus logged in on my TV but yeah so on to Spike Lee what is your guys' like initial opinion of Spike Lee? Like, obviously, he's a very, very relevant protest director. And if you watch back, his editor for Do the Right Thing was responsible for the video that was going around. Remember at the time of when Eric Garner was killed five yeah, years ago? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He edited that with the with the main character. What What's the main character's name in Do the Right Thing? I haven't seen it. In, the one who's, you know, the boombox guy who's killed uh, at the end. I his name, yeah. It's, it's a boombox guy, yeah. But um, le, anyway. Le, le, is it the... It's like radio, radio something. Yeah, it's a, it's something really catchy. There's so many characters in that. Movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Literally it's literally like fifty flake characters flake. in that. Like incredible, I have to say. It's my favorite one. So so relevant. But yeah. uh, radio Raheem. Radio, radio Raheem. Raheem. Yeah, 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 he yeah. edited that. His editor edited that. Um, radio uh, Raheem, about like yeah. I think it's like nearly. 30 years later? 30 years, 30, 30 years later. Mm-hmm. And three, oh, sorry, oh, the movie. And yeah. only three years ago. So showing how relevant Spike Lee's work still is today. Uh, it, which is wild and fucking I, the, the video of Radio Raheem combined with Eric Garner it just, it's evokes. really really powerful yeah I th- well that's the thing like Spike Lee is a funny one because he clearly is a guy with a sense of humour yeah and he his films ha- are funny like. yeah his films are funny well they're absurd that's, they're absurd that, that's yeah. where he kind of that's where he kind of falls into the genre and he thinks that naturally kind of the laughs and the tone comes from absurdity you know even mm. though even how powerful a point they make if it's in any way absurd, the last will naturally come, and that's kind of like the whole premise of even Black like Black Hand. Yeah, Black the whole Hand. idea of that. Yeah, it's, it's hilarious. So to, you know, it's hilarious. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. but the thing about Spike Lee is as well, he 
he's a funny one because he he's such a quirky director as well. Yeah. And yet, and, and like I'm not gonna go around saying that he he's his career has been extremely prolific, but he has had clangers like you know. Old boy. Old boy. The remake of Old boy. That's the only, not necessarily good. his fault. It's not. His I heard. Source I heard him talking about that. He was. That's the only like not uh, Spike Lee joined. Like he, yeah. he's his name's off that. Like why did he? Why did he what decide did he to make that? Him and Josh Brolin have their version that hasn't mm-hmm. been released. Oh, I, I don't like this. I, don't, I think that's a director's but, but, a little bit. But, no, there's a lot of Hollywood restraints, especially because Spike Lee very much has one foot in the independent cinema and, and one foot in the Hollywood. In the Hollywood, yeah, Hollywood. Yeah. And that's a good point. So they say that they have their own cut and they'd love for like to make it the way they wanted it and the way Old Boy wanted it, but it just didn't work out. I mean, that happens with so many big time directors mm. where they're just like, like we talked about it with Bong Joon Ho in Snowpiercer. Yeah, Snowpiercer there was so much restraint that like the Weinstein yes. company made him like have on it. So I mean, these things happen in Hollywood, and uh, I, yeah, the likes of Old Boy, the likes of like Inside Man, is a bit of a Hollywood cop out, but it's a really good film. I gotta say, I, I know it's you so want to talk Spike about. Lee. Yeah, it's so not Spike Lee, but it is Denzel Washington. It's, yeah. So I Denzel yeah. Washington, yeah. I'm like to be fair, like I mean, like because we're, we're gonna talk about Malcolm X briefly and stuff and all, and like that's a that's a biopic that obviously Spike Lee wanted to make because he felt very. Controlled. Oh, he, he you know your man Norman Jewishin uh, Jewishin. Yeah. Um. He was initially going to direct Malcolm X, and oh, Spike Lee really? rang him and was, was like, like, "Sit this one out." He literally said yeah. that. That's like the quote for Spike yeah, Lee. Yeah. He's like, "Sit this one out. Let well, me do Malcolm and, X." And what I love about Spike Lee is, I mean, he still uses Malcolm X and Martin Luther King and, and all his their their teachings and their speeches in, in all of his modern movies. It's in Black Klansman. It's in The Five Bloods. That Five Bloods. Yeah. About. But what what the thing about about Spike Lee is as well is I think he also has a very cynical sense of humor, but I can't blame him because. The fact that he's made a movie thirty years ago, do the right thing, and it's so relevant to today, he must be fucking exhausted making yeah. the same points yeah. over and over again. And it's weird because with something like Black Klansman, that was a movie that really made me think and and brought out lots of emotions towards the end. But that one injected way more humor into it than a lot of his other stuff, even yeah. more so than The Five Bloods. Even though that concept is a little bit kind of absurdist, a little bit quirky, yeah. little bit quirky like, yeah. kind of like it. It was a very Quentin Tarantino and Crown Cyclops. It felt very glorious yeah. bastards. Yeah, it did. It did. This ragtag team kind of in yeah. Vietnam. And like Black Klansman hopping onto that, like that fucking film pulls you in to the in the end, and it's like, oh, it's all fucking happy and everything's fine, and oh, the the good guy won. The good guy won. And then yeah. it's like, oh no, wait, like his relationship is not going to work out. Yeah. And then. They go outside and then I love the fucking double dolly shot. That yeah, just double dolly shot, amazing, yeah. Unbelievable, like, and that builds so much fucking tension that goes on for the so long. The and and then it's just like there's there's a fucking uh, the clan are bur- are doing the cross burning sort of thing, yeah. and you're like, oh yeah, this is this is not just a fucking single story. This is life. That's that's exactly that's one segment of a of a bit of a. I mean, you see, the story is kind of funny because we love to like laugh, like God, they made such a fool of the clan and these rednecks and. And David Duke and stuff and all, but then he make goes on to make the point that like, like, the, like the clan were are kind of ridiculed. The the Klu Klux Klan are like always laughed at and stuff like that, as these dumb kind of yeah. rednecks yeah. who don't know anything. But then he goes on to make the further point that it's like okay, this the problem goes beyond the clan. The clan yeah. are like the embodiment of it, but it, it, it this is stuff that we're gonna have to do. Yeah, and I thought that day, in like, Black Klansman, what I noticed is that. A lot of the front men for the clan, a lot of the initial people that he was meeting in the clan, like Adam Driver, who he was meeting in the clan, were made out of like they were these like kind of like slapstick idiots. Like, yeah, they're they're they're, they're 
they're over the top kind of characters yeah and then like as you got deeper into it the people who actually have to be worried about start coming out you know like, exactly. the, 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 like David Duke's not fucking joke. yeah and yeah. You know, he's yeah. not made he's not made a fool of or anything or stuff yeah. like that because you have to realize at the same time that these people actually exist and they actually are dangerous and I think yeah. that's why he yeah. does that very well like it's all it's all well and good saying oh look at the fucking buffoons like you know and they make they have the funny there. guy from I, Tanya. Exactly. Yeah, yeah and he's yeah. he's kind of like the comic relief, but then like when you actually like it really is powerful, the last kind of shots and frames of the film. Yeah. Where, where, well, and that's another thing as well is Spike Lee is excellent at just gathering footage from real life, and I, I felt yeah. he, he utilized a lot of the Vietnam footage very well in Defy. He really Bloods. gets involved in like social realism as well. Yeah, like, he's, yeah. He's very it's, deep in it. It's funny because he's he's a director that like. He ground some of his his movies can be so grounded in some ways, and then they can be so ridiculous, ridiculous like that. Yeah. That, and I keep I'm gonna keep comparing them to, to Quentin Tarantino, but like, and I don't I don't mean to compare the two because they they came up at the same time. Yeah. I like, Spike Lee was a little bit before yeah. Quentin Tarantino, so they obviously have they have similar styles and ways, but Tarantino's movies are not grounded. They are they exist in their own kind of mad reality, but. Spike Lee has very grounded movies with ab- absurdist kind of moments. And I mean, I think that cultivates the biggest in uh, Do the Right Thing because it kind of starts off very grounded. Then the more they introduce some of the characters, the more ridiculous the more they ridiculous are. Gets, yeah. Some of them are more ridiculous, some of them are more. And like, I mean, this that film as well, it's got some great performances. I mean, excellent performances. John Turturro, like, I fucking yeah. loved him in that. Wasn't Danny Aiello? He was nominated. Dan, this. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he yeah. Was. and you know, like when you look at how young Spike Lee was in that film as well. Yeah, like yeah. it actually makes you feel so his, bad. That was his third feature film, feature film, and like yeah. the the second one that was actually properly funded. Yeah, because so, it was uh, Columbia, yeah. Re- Columbia, I think. Or yeah, or and um, she's got to have it. Was that was independent? I mean, I, I, his grandmother put me put money into that. Like. No way. But um, he went to one of the best uh, film colleges in the United States. It's the Tisch College in in NYU. I, I don't know. Don't know the specific name. This is cool, actually. Though um, one of his classmates and a guy that was a crew on his. Uh, first short film the one that actually got she's gotta have it like slightly got funded like got, it, got a grant for yeah, it yeah, yeah. Uh, was called Joe's Bedford Story and one of the crew members on it um, was uh, Joe's Bed Story Barbers Joe's Bed Story Barbers sorry I actually watched this this morning I should know it but um, one of the crew members of it was Ang Lee no way <laughs> and they were classmates Holy and they were really good crap. friends so Ang Lee did uh, Character Tiger Hidden Dragon and one of it did the Hulk as Jack was saying the other week yeah. And, but uh, like Brokeback Mountain, one one best director, one for best Life director, of Pie. Yeah. Life of Pi, Life like, of Pi, and, and, yeah, and he, I, I think in many ways that like in in the eyes of like the Academy, in parentheses, uh, Ang Lee's a much more successful director than Spike yeah, Lee. I'd say so. Yeah, he's more regarded. Yeah. I think I think because as well as Spike Lee is an aggressor in cinema, like he yeah. is somebody who who doesn't want to sacrifice his his political views and his and he he uses filmmaking as. There is filmmakers out there who say, oh, I don't want to get political. I don't yeah, necessarily yeah. want to make a statement with my movie. I just want to tell my story. But Spike Lee's like, this is my story. This yeah. is our story. But the funny thing is, he's kind of accepted by Hollywood and then he's kind of not. And I feel like he's caught between the two at times. Like, I, I, When I look at Spike Lee's films, and this might be a controversial opinion or whatever, but he's definitely an incredible filmmaker. There's no doubt in that. What I love about Spike Lee's films is you can tell that there's shots in it that are so weirdly done and so, so, so yeah. like you, but not even meticulously planned like when he's filming it you can just tell that 
he just thought the shot would look, look good. Look good, yeah. And he tried it, and he just kept it in. Like, he's actually was, good behind the camera. Yeah, like, like there's a shot of Malcolm yeah. X when Denzel Washington's getting chased by uh, Spike Lee, yeah, yeah. and they just both, both fall on the floor, and the camera just rested on the grass, and they both like fall on the floor, and there's that kind of like fish lens yeah, on it and everything. Yeah. And they just kept it in the film, and I was like, that was definitely them having fun. Yeah, having fun. Having fun. yeah they're a bit yeah. jagged around the yeah. edges. Yeah, they are. They're, I, they're a bit rough around the edges. And I, I love that. I love that type of filmmaking. I think it's unbelievable. But as films themselves, they're more like protests rather than actual films. Because to me, the characters don't feel real. Not so much in Black Klansman. But yeah, in the other films, fair. the characters don't feel real. They don't feel like they interact with each other real. They're more so there to have a point yeah to have a point they, they in themselves are points they're political points rather than yeah because you're right he doesn't flesh out the characters no not at all uh, and like I mean to be fair like the whole idea of do the right thing is it's all it takes place in one day yeah you know what I mean? and so how are you going to flesh out a, a character in that but I, I think you're right he just sees characters as a way of vessels for his vessels, vessels for his point yeah. like, you know and this mean? is why I love she's got to have it because she's got to have it is Kind of looking at you, got to think about back then how black people were portrayed in cinema, and how they were like the stereotypes that were portrayed on the big screen and that were so widely accepted, like all of the black exploitation films, like Shaft and Superfly and all these things. And you got to see how he decided to make this woman Nola, obviously, uh, and make her like this kind of like the opposite version. You know, like it's instead of a man having three women on the hook, it's a a a woman having three men on the hook, and that's what he set out to do. But the men themselves are more interesting in the sense that they are kind of caricatured versions of like the different men that are portrayed on in cinema. Because what you have is you have Myers Blackman, yeah. who's Spike Lee, and he is kind of the caricatured version of the black exploitation. Black, yeah, you're a and, and like he's like as ridiculous as he can be, as absurd as can be. He's a Myers written slick, all over like, him. Yeah, yeah, slick, yeah, I'm the slick cool. guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He like hates the idea of like a rich person or anything like that, or like people going against like going against the streets and different mm-hmm. things like that. Very stereotypical. Then you have Greer's child, who's like this elitist black man who like ma- made it out of the New York streets and is now making a fortune. Yeah. And he talks like a white person, which yeah, is like a big. He doesn't thing relate to his own brothers as yeah. they say like he, he's kind of like which is plenty of that as he's well. kind of racist yeah. yeah he's kind of racist you know he like, seems yeah. racist like he's very like turns his nose up at both Mars Blackman and Oliver uh, Oliver Side Street isn't it yeah I think so, it's something like that like, he, but even the character names as you say they're kind of so yeah. absurdist like, they're so ridiculous yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah and um, <laughs> so, I mean Blackman Blackman, like, and he got the name Mars because his granny said that was like the name of his grandfather. That was like the nickname of his grandfather. That, so, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. But um, Greer's child is like this elitist kind of snob who's like always portrayed as the white man in the films, which yeah. I think is cool to see it from like the black from person's the black perspective, point of view. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a Green Book did that as well. It did, with yeah, Mar- yeah. yeah, with uh, Mahershala Ali. Mahershala Ali. Yeah, Mahershala Ali. Yeah, yeah. I, I always mess up his name. But and then you have Oliver Side Street and he's my favorite one because he's just the typical white romantic kind of like, yeah, like hey hero like take ta- like, like the, the Romeo yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah and just none of these characters work out in the film which is my favorite part as well they're also caricatured but they're all black yeah which is the which is like the crux of the film it's yeah. like we can portray well, ourselves how we want that's a good po- that's a great point because what I love about the Five Bloods was that there's very very few white characters and when you're watching a film where you're you know your four main characters are black and, and you know and you're watching and obviously you know you like it kind of makes you think you go holy shit most of the movies i watch have white people in them like, just like it's, yeah. it's just full of white people all and the it's fucking just, time like. yeah it's, it's just you know what i mean it, but i don't necessarily think it's that intentional 
Spike Lee just, you know, he's a black filmmaker. I'm going to cast black guys to tell you a story about... Well, he's gotten in some amount of shit before with, like... For casting. I I think on Do the Right Thing, he had, like, a massive argument with the Teamsters. Oh, sorry, it was Malcolm X with the Teamster Union because they weren't hiring black teamsters Teamsters, and he was like you either get black teamsters here or the islamic nations it's going to be driving the trucks (laughs) 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 different things like that but yeah he's he really is he's a protest artist like he's he's excellent for it but um but yeah it's a good point you say as well about his films because like i watched the right thing i loved it but like they're movies that take their time and you know boils over yeah yeah yeah. and like there's so many things i love about do the right thing like like the claustrophobia he creates in it from you know they're all living in these tiny apartments in New yeah. York they're all living on top of each other and the fucking and heat the you can feel the, the colour fucking heat incredible. in this film yeah, you, you so can see, yeah. red I mean the opening yeah. of the film is you know your man the, the general or whatever his name is that his name general you know the old guy uh, what do they call Samuel it? Jackson the mayor the mayor sorry the mayor yeah um, Samuel Jackson actually as well in this movie yeah. before he was huge like he was yeah. in Jungle Fever yeah. and I think he was in School Days I'm not sure he also had a very small part in Goodfellas he get, he's a truck driver gets shot in Goodfellas is he yeah, yeah. yeah. When, when, when did he break out like? well he was he had parts in the 80s but I believe he had a bit of an addiction problem and then he was kind of falling off the wagon and stuff and then Pulp Fiction came along and then it like shot him inside this guy's a yeah, movie star like, yeah well it's, like for Pulp Fiction they cast it like two fucking guys out of favour in Hollywood yeah like John Travolta, like John Travolta as well. his career yeah. was like and Bruce Willis God. yeah Bruce Willis his career was kind of like Die Hard was in the 86 they were they, yeah 88 I think 88 yeah, yeah. yeah the so sequels that come out of that and they were meh they were meh it's funny that you mentioned he had an addiction problem because he was a very good junkie in Jungle Fever yeah he actually is that's the thing aside from that I think that um, like one thing that Spike Lee does kind of when you mentioned as well the way that like all films are like white I think that the reason Black Panther resonated with so many people because when I look at Black Panther I don't think it's as good a film as like Deadpool that was out that year or the likes of Infinity War that was out that year but I think Black Panther really set the tone for that there can be a black film that isn't about oppression yeah 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 and I think exactly. that's why and, and, and yeah you're right like a lot of the black argument is like we're not we're not asking for movies to make points about our struggle and all. Yeah. We just want more black people yeah, in movies. Yeah, more black people in films. In fucking movies. And normalise it where you're watching a movie that could have like an entirely black yeah. cast. Like, do you know what I mean? And like, that's why like, I really wanted to talk about Spike Lee this week is because the, one of the last films I saw was Just Mercy. I had to review it. And is Just Mercy is about Michael B. Jordan and it's about Jamie Foxx. And Jamie Foxx plays Walter McMillan who was a man, I think in like the 80s or something. I'm pretty sure it was the 80s who was wrongly convicted of raping and murdering a white girl and he was sentenced oh, to death row. I think I heard this yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and Jamie Foxx is excellent in it. He's incredible in Great it. Actor. And Michael B. Jordan is this Harvard lawyer, this young black Harvard lawyer, who decides instead of taking like a job, he, he's a new graduate, he comes out and he starts working for free to get people off of death row who are wrongly accused. And the whole film is just such a stereotypical hero's journey. And what I hate about it is Michael B. Jordan as a character is just so flawless in person. Yeah, he's perfect. He's beyond belief. He has no flaws. He has his he has this goal. He won't let anything stop him. And I'm sure that the real life person may have been like that. May have been like that, but but, but it doesn't make for an enjoyable watch. Yeah. And we've had so much of that. Like what what if Beale Street could talk? Did you see if Beale Street could talk? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Terrible film. Yeah. I'm I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I actually thought it was terrible because it's way too. It's whitewashed. It, it's, it's too whitewashed. It's too it's too kind of like cry for me you yeah. know cry yeah, for me yeah. and I, I, think, I, I think Spike Lee is like that too Spike Lee is like I don't want you guys to feel bad yeah. for, for the black 
community and the black struggle. It's not about feeling bad. It's about like waking up and saying, like, we want, we just yeah. like, it's like, it's just saying like, come on, like, we're he's not been, asking for much. Like, he's been so criticized in the past. Like when the school days came out, which was his second film, and a journalist, I think it was for the New York Times, wrote an article about how school days set back the black community 400 years. <laughs> and then Spike Lee was doing nothing and he was airing dirty laundry because Spike Lee essentially plays a devil's advocate and I think that that's very prominent even though his, his protest films definitely have a political agenda this devil's advocate it definitely has like in the five bloods in the five bloods it's about like reparations basically yeah you know it's that pot of gold in the middle of the story and everyone's fighting for it yeah because they all think they're owed it yeah. The blacks think they're owed it because the Viet- they were forced to fight the Vietnam War. The Vietnamese think they're owed it because, uh, because and, and they don't see them as black men; they see them as Americans. Yeah, you guys fucking invaded our country, and we're we're entitled yeah. to that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and the, the Vietnamese, like, they were massacred, you yeah. know. And and it is it is that it's like no matter how much reparation, like America's done horrible things to everyone, you know. That's kind of I think the overarching message. In the yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, like, it is, it's like, done stuff to everyone, yeah. and like if they were gonna give reparations to. They'd have to spread out the reparations to store that like pot of gold to the whole world. I mean, you could say the same thing. And what Britain. I love, you could say the exact same thing. Yeah. Britain. They owe the all the world so much, but yeah. How many genocides has Britain? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, but you're right. And but going back to another point you said as well is like you know comparing Just Mercy with such a perfect character. Spike Lee's characters are all flawed. Yeah, all like flawed. they're all totally flawed. Like even the closest thing I I would say he had to a perfect character was Ron Stallworth. But he is flawed too, and there's there's certain flaws yeah. in, in in his worldview. Well, he has to lie to his yeah. like love interest. He's, love he's, interest. A, he's a very confli- and, conflicted character. Yeah, and Ron Starworth is a cop, yeah. and you know, and I love the, how they address that in Black Klansman. How you know black people just felt like cops were the enemy, and like, and even though he was black, and he's a cop. Yeah, doesn't matter. He, like, he's like, part of that he wears the uniform. Like, yeah. Can I can I go back to the five bloods? Just really, I, I, I we'll go into like we'll we'll go through like four different films now in a minute yeah. or whatever. But um, the five bloods <laughs> is the my favorite part of that that and talking about reparations and how like the Vietnamese wanted reparations and uh, the uh, the black Americans wanted reparations, but the fact that like so did like the little white liberals yeah. who were like who were like helping yeah. them along the way, yeah. <laughs> yeah. like the, oh, the overt liberals. Yeah. <laughs> so fucking. I thought funny, that was yeah. such a nice little job, yeah. and they were so useless. Yeah, exactly. Like, like yeah, 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 they yeah. they come and they're like, we can help you get that mine, and yeah. then they're like. But we actually can't. There's actually nothing we can do. <laughs> yeah. You just gotta take your foot off and hope to God you don't get blown to pieces. Like, yeah. Yeah. but um, let's go through. Like, she's gonna have a real briefly. Like, hear what you guys thought. Um, I, I want to. Can you tell me about the TV series? Oh, the TV series. So Spike Lee is the showrunner for the newly adapted. I think it's 2017. It's on Netflix. Yeah. yeah, it's on Netflix. Go give it a watch. See if you like. It. I only watched the first episode because I was I was giving it a try. I was seeing how it was like, and I watched it directly after I watched. She's gonna have it, and. She's gonna have it. I really, really liked it. It's probably my favorite out of all yeah, of them. Like I, I really liked that. I, I really liked all like the symbolism behind it, and it's very subtle compared to some other spikes. Mm. Yeah, true. I, I was like, he doesn't go for subtlety. He's, he's straight in your face, you know. But she's gonna have it. Nola as the original character is this really strong, independent woman. Mm, like, yeah. there's a really strong, independent black woman. She's completely outside of all stereotypes. She does what she wants. She has a sex drive. She fulfills that sex drive. And she just kind of gets on with her life. She does her art. She does her different things. And she doesn't depend on anybody. She doesn't depend on anybody. The Nola in the new 2017 show, and I think this is the problem with our generation or the Twitter generation, whatever. I don't want to get into this whole, like, oh, our generation is this yeah, bad yeah. and the other. But, you know, with the, whole t- with the old Twitter mentality, Nola is 
essentially recreating the film. Like it's a lot of I could like the same iconic scenes. Yeah, yeah. But she just feels a lot less. She has a group of friends, so like a group of girlfriends that like are always like hyping her up and everything. She just feels so much more dependent and vulnerable. Like, there's a scene where she's, like, newly attacked by a man on the street at the end, like, sexually attacked and, like, accosted or whatever. And then it goes, like, straight to, like, the Black Lives Matter protests and different things, like, Vintage Spike. But she just feels so much more vulnerable. She doesn't feel half as powerful. She doesn't seem half as, like, liberated. Well, in saying that, no, I haven't seen the show, so... But maybe Spike Lee feels that maybe women back then might have actually felt more independence like compared to now and maybe he kind of is trying to say that you know the current the current environment that we live in now creates a, a more a, a more dependent nature for for women compared to what it used yeah. to be like do you know what i mean like like as you said like you know in in the original movie as you said, like she lives by herself she does her own thing you know what i mean she has all these like independent parts of her life where maybe saying that that's kind of being stripped of you now because of like another facet but I, I get what you're saying it's probably not as enjoyable yeah. because it's like it's it's a lot like preacher in a sense that like it's kind of like it almost feels like as the audience you have to help Nola rather yeah, than yeah. Nola is just her, her, own like, person, her own person you know yeah, yeah. I actually think Nola as a character that I like out of all of those kind of films that I've seen around the, those eras I think Nola's possibly one of the strongest female characters like I've seen on screen because she's just so herself she doesn't give a yeah. shit like and that's like kind of unheard of back in the 80s as well yeah. like, you know and I mean? like I know I know you're saying that like it may have been more comfortable for women back then but I'm sure no no, no. I, I don't I don't think it, no that's the thing I actually don't think it was I, yeah. I don't believe it was but I think maybe Spike Lee's uh, as a young man probably saw the world like that where he's like well women can can do it do yeah, they, want, yeah. they can be dependent and then maybe he's a little bit older and kind of thought maybe well maybe I sh- maybe, they, maybe they can't as much as I yeah, thought or maybe he created Zola as like a I don't want to say like a goddess but like you know what i mean like a the embodiment of how how, well, how strong a woman can be you know the quote at the start oh, no, sorry, the, the, the the quote the quote at the start of the film and it's this big long quote by a very very niche person and i should really have the name in front of me but i don't sorry <laughs> it's just so much easier to do when you're remote and you don't know, people just <laughs> yeah, like you looking at your phone like, yeah, but anyway uh, a very uh, like really kind of niche figure that should be probably more endor- endorsed in black society and um, she was like uh, in the 1930s like during the time of uh, like D.W. Griffith's Birth of a Nation was coming out and everything yeah, and yeah. stuff like that and there was m- riots all over and everything like that but she was just this like independent novelist who just like went and studied voodoo went to Haiti different things like travelled around was completely independent never got married or anything yeah, like yeah, that yeah, yeah. and Nola's kind of loosely based on, on her, her like, yeah, yeah, yeah so I think that that whole idea of kind of it, now a, a lot of me is saying that Nolan's a strong independent character but also Spike Lee in this film does put her nipple in his mouth and it just feels like he was making the film and like he'd only made a couple of short films and he was like I just want to throw this girl's nipple in my mouth you know? <laughs> yeah. he, he does he does it in Do The Right Thing as well he just has like this Bronze unnecessary fucking like fucking sex scene like, yeah. it's just a hot and heavy fucking scene and yeah. I don't want to criticise him too much but there's a lot of just like kind of Chance in his arm director yeah, kind of buzz well, <laughs> Spike what are you yeah, doing that, that is 100% valid criticism 100%. yeah that would be like my main criticism about yeah. this film is there's almost too much sex scenes but, um, <laughs> just I a mean, horny guy <laughs> you know I mean sex scenes are easy to do with a low budget so yeah, well that's I, true I, I didn't like, sex sells but like you know, I, I, I also felt as well that like she's gotta have it the, I think the reason I just didn't like it as much as I think that 
Uh, I mean, you can say this about a lot of spy movies, like, nothing really happens in it, do you know what I mean? Like, it's... I suppose Do the Right Thing is kind of the same, but Do the Right Thing kind of culminates into this one... I think she's got to have it as definitely a watch. Like yeah. It, it's, it's not like... But it's would, short, though, as well. It is short. It's, it's only short. an hour and a half or something But Do the like Right that. Thing is kind of... It's it's heading towards a culmination. Yeah, you're, you're, you know something is going to kick off, you know, from, yeah. from the start, and you're kind of waiting for that payoff. Yeah. Where, yeah. It's hard to say, because as well, I also feel like his newer movies are very different in, in ways to the likes of She's Gotta Have It and Do the Right Thing because they're such niche stories. They're centered on like one street, one block. Like yeah. they're, you know, they're so contained. And then like Black Klansman is an epic and taking that even a step further, The, the Five Bloods is, is the, an epic it's film. It's yeah, his like, ambitious yeah, film. Like, yeah. You hear it in the soundtracks of his later movies as well. They're these big like orchestral, yeah. big like really, you know, over the top and like and he obviously knows that he's doing that on purpose and it's because well onto that actually this is really cool um, so you know the Flight of the Valkyries by Wagner that is played in D.W. Griffith's Birth of a Nation when the KKK are arriving on the horses, arriving on the horses yeah, to yeah. save the people from all of the, the black, black people, people. Yeah. <laughs> who, were, who were white people painted black it might, yeah, yeah, because why yeah. the fuck would you use black actors yeah. like, yeah, controversially but um, also I just want to say one thing about D.W. Griffith he was shocked when people were like that's a racist movie he yeah. was like what yeah. what are you talking about <laughs> me you know, what's, you know what's strange though and Spike was, I heard Spike talk about this and I've gone through this myself it, being like a film student you learn about D.W. Griffith as one of the godfathers of film. He's, he's a, he, was a, he was a trailblazer. A masterful director yeah. and film filmmaker, but his films caused so, hundreds of people to get lynched. Yeah, no, but you that's know? it. Yeah. No, 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 and that's an important thing because I mean, they talk, propaganda, about, like. they talk about Nazi propaganda because they actually had excellent, excellent yeah. filmmakers behind them yeah, like to convey you, the emotion about. you want to to direct. Like, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, it's, I mean, Tarantino well, yeah, gets like, a perfect in that. Tarantino's stuff, they actually... Like it's it's uh, I don't know if you guys know about it, but I did my RSR in the sixth year about it, and it's it's a film uh, that they made. And Tristan Stat was Czechoslovakian prison, um, where um, they basically turned it into a town, and then um, they turned the concentration camp into this lovely town or whatever, and they abducted this Jewish director, made him make the film, and then he made this film. You can watch it. In and in the boy in stripes pajamas, you know the film that's played halfway through. Yeah, oh, that's a recreation of of that film. Of the film. Oh, cool. Yeah, I so it's that. it's basically like a massive Nazi propaganda thing. Yeah, but yeah, actually, it's a real town. They let made, people made by a fucking Jewish. Oh, so yeah, it's made by a Jewish like person inside yeah. the concentration camps where they made it look all like, oh, like yeah, so like in, in, in yeah, German yeah, yeah. cinemas across across like the thing they should they showed this film like oh look at all the Jews living in this happy community. Look oh look they're so happy and like the like. For weeks, these people had like great lives or whatever, yeah. and they're like, "Oh, this isn't bad." And then they just they, 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 they Nazi cinema them. was like really progressive. They they said Joseph Goebbels, if he was a modern, he would be like a trailblazer in, in, in cinema, yeah, yeah, in yeah. filmmaking, yeah. cinema. He knew how to convey the points that they yeah. were. Yeah, well, like were trying whenever to you look at like footage it. of like Hitler, like oh, it's so like it's like the Nuremberg, like, like yeah. you stick on Nuremberg, and you're like this is a fucking feat of filmmaking. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, like, it's, 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 it's these a machine. Like the 30s, do you know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah, but that's a that's a great point you like made. But yeah, the flight of the Valkyries. Yeah. So the, the flight of the Valkyries, it's a Ku Klux Klan going to save everyone from all the uh, bad black people who are actually white people. But um, uh, Francis Ford Coppola, 
did that in Apocalypse Now, where he had the Americans going in on the helicopters the over yeah, yeah. over all of the jungle, the Vietnamese jungle. That represents the same thing. I mean, the American invaders going in to kill all the Vietnamese, and they, but they all the American invaders thought they were the good guys. And then in the Five Bloods, Spike Lee gave a little nod to that yeah, when it. they were going down the tourist boat down the I river, did. and they're all just these depleted veterans. Yeah, and they're old men who are just like. Dying. Actually, I was going to ask you about th- that as well because. It was obviously a stylistic choice, and he obviously is, maybe it was a bit of a convenience choice. But so Chadwick Boseman is um, Storm and Norman. Norman yeah. He's a young man, you know. He's he's played, but they all played themselves forty years ago, and like it's so obvious they're old men yeah. because they're like running around like <laughs> they're all Storm like and <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I and like I, I wonder was that a was that a stylistic choice he made? I think it, I think it, it, Spike Lee's type of guy would be like it was stylistic I and mean, he just wasn't fucking nice. Yeah, you see, because I don't know because obviously it serves a purpose in that you know when you cast younger actors and older actors, it's hard for you to go oh which ones which again yeah, like yeah, when they're older he, ones. I think it's stylistic he, because of the like the flashbacks. He killed, yeah, yeah, like scenes yeah. and like you see what he didn't want is a cliche. Flashback, flashback film. Film. same way in Black Klansman, he didn't want the cliche buddy cop film. Buddy cop film. Like yeah. he filmed all those flashbacks on a Super Eight, which is actually our logo. Like they did all like the boat scenes on the yeah, Super yeah, Eight as well. Yeah, yeah. So I think he was just kind of like making fun of the cliche. Yeah, yeah probably. It, it almost looks like a recreation that you see on the History Channel of like the Vietnam War. Yeah, yeah. Does a little. Bit. I was looking at this like like this is so fucking yeah. wrong, stylized. It's cool. Like, but um, the thing about the, yeah, the thing about the five balls as well is like. It was. It was. What I like about Spike Lee's as well is you're always expecting one thing and you get another when you come out of his films. Like I was not expecting the Five oh, Bloods to, to be like that. I didn't. Like, I, I didn't watch a trailer. I intentionally so I didn't watch the trailer, and I had no idea what I was getting myself yeah. into. Yeah. I thought I was watching like Wild Hogs, but like. It's well, like that's a, a to be fair. Effort. That's what it was kind of like seen as. Like yeah. kind of. I didn't enjoy the first forty five minutes. Just, not it was. Lie. It was a very slow burner. I, I was say. like, Jesus! Like you get, he could have cut fucking most of the film. Yeah, he could have cut. I, most I, of the film. I'm not gonna lie. I was expecting like a, a masterpiece. <laughs> I, I, I was expecting like a, not a masterpiece. Yeah, it didn't it didn't overly get the hype that like I was expecting him to get. No. Yeah, but it, um, it's not, it wasn't even on the front fucking page of Netflix when yeah, I went to watch it on Friday. Straight, yeah, like, same, what the fuck same, is this? Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, I expected to be number one on trending, yeah. but no, it was like fucking something stupid, like yeah. fucking real hype. Yeah. And, cons- and considering how like because Spike Lee is a generational director, he's gone decades and decades. But like he's appealed to like people our age, like what black when Black Klansman came out, yeah. most people I know, saw that in the cinema. Like that was yeah. a huge film that year. Like yeah. whereas the Five Bloods kind of is just kind of slipping mm. right. No, I don't yeah. think the Five Bloods pandemic. Is pa- pandemic, but like that's even, true. Even the that's time point, of year yeah. though, this is blockbuster. This is blockbuster season. Blockbuster season. Blockbuster yeah. season. but um, when it, when it came to the Five Bloods, I was expecting his like kind of going out there to make a Vietnam War film, which we haven't seen in years. I kind of like another one, to be honest. I love yeah, them. They're, mm. they're, they're, they're classics, like, but um, from a, a black person's perspective and, like, the black side of the war, because it was so big, like, and like, that's the where, like, my I love that when, when Hanoi Hannah calls out all the statistics. Yeah, yeah, and she existed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Fucking yeah. class. She existed. She existed. I looked it up on the spot. No and she only died way. in 20... I'm going to say 2018 might be 2016 that is incredible but what a fucking G I love how yeah. stylized I love how stylized yeah. films are and they're, they're beautiful so they're good gorgeous. and that those shots of Hanoi Hannah and she's like black GI and she's just calling out how, when she, she announces it yeah. and I just love that little she thing. sounds she, like someone when she just looks at the camera and just winks and says stay safe and you're just like Oh my god! But that's yeah. what I love this about him. This film is so so realized, beautiful. He just realizes that he can he can do what he wants with the film, 
and because of his style, because of the way he creates film, he can do what he wants, and it'll translate to screen because of the message that behind it, behind that's it, behind yeah, it. Yeah, and that's why I don't think it's widely accepted. Like, remember I was telling you about he, he always gets criticized for like the different things he does, but like and the, the way I was saying he plays a devil's advocate. Suddenly, he's like last week about Chirac, the film in two thousand sixteen that he made, which is a musical because he's a massive musical fan of like is the, he yeah, yeah. musicals. Um, massive musical fan. He made a musical based in Chicago, and it's called Chirac because it's based on the black on black gun violence in Chicago. That's like still one of America's like biggest it's issues, like, yeah. and it's just a full musical. It's done in like the most ridiculous like eccentric oh, way yeah, you have like yeah, the white yeah. priest is the only is the character yeah, <laughs> like yeah. the only white person in it is the yeah. priest which is always the case back then as well yeah, in yeah, those yeah, films yeah. and it's just so like ridiculous and absurd that it makes just for such an excellent commentary on like what's happening in chicago yeah like i mean know? he's he's so good in, like i mean before i really sat down to watch his films i've always known about him and i've always like seen one or two of his films and like you see this is the problem as well is like because when i was growing up I think the first Spike Lee movie I saw was uh, was Inside Man, which is which is a terrible introduction yeah. to Spike, Spike Lee. Lee because I mean it's just not it's just and, nothing to do with Spike Lee. Anyone could have directed that. They should have given it to like fucking Eisenhower. Anyone to James Cameron though. I found that that was groundbreaking for like a bank robbery film. Well, I actually feel like Money Heist came. I think it was at the time. I think it was at the time. It's probably been done. Because you know the whole mask thing at the end, where like none of the bank robbers interact with Denzel Washington and stuff like that. It's got a great twist. Yeah, and it's a bit like I mean, I suppose like Dark Knight, even the opening scene to that, the bank robbery of that. Exactly. Yeah. But like, I watched it originally on RT two when I was about fucking twelve. Yeah, so I was like, "Fuck me, it's the greatest film of all time." Yeah, Watch it yeah. last year. I was like, "Fuck it's, this!" It's, it's a very man. cookie cutter. Fucking yeah. no, like I mean, yeah. I like Clive Well, he tried. I know you like Clive At least he yeah, yeah, loves the song. <laughs> at least he, at least I'm a soft spot for that guy. Why? I don't know. At least he fucking tries. Though. I love him. In he tries. He's not very good. I love him in Children of Men. You know what I love? It's my favorite film. Fucking great I film. He's actually great, man. He's great, man. He's fucking great, man. Children of Men is unbelievable. You haven't seen Children of Men? Oh man, it's a top film. Everyone go watch Children of Men. It's on Netflix. So it's on Netflix. It's it's only set like fifty years from now as well. And I think it's gonna be fucking something like that, man. It's fucking. It's Alfonso Cuarón. You know he's done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great. It has one of my favorite one-shot scenes. City God. No, sorry, Roma. Roma gravity. Yeah, that 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 scene in the car is a feat. Like everyone goes on by Christopher Nolan and like Inception and big fucking. But that is like that. That's did you see how they shot that? Like they had two rigs. They had to move the camera in there. Yeah, and like the Dark Knight and everything. But like this is this is fucking so. This is like a two and a half minute shot. I'd yeah, say, and it's just it's amazing. And it changes. It goes from like it's amazing. To, yeah, it's watch children. It's got cars. I, it's got I motorbikes. Yeah, everything. Yeah, all there's no CGI. And then, actually, funny enough, um, great brilliant, acting brilliant well. black act, black actor who went on to do great things. Chiu Edu isn't it? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He's just like yeah, he's like an English lad, it, like helping the resistance and. Uh, very small role for him at the time, but then like a few years, because I was watching, I was like, holy shit, he's in this, he went down to be in fucking 12 Years a Slave, like, you know what I mean? It was very nice to see great Chadwick Boseman in this, in The, the Five Loves of yeah. I love him, personally. And, uh, yeah, I, I thought, he's, he's great, he's great also, Black Panther did, well. you, did you like that in uh, Do the Right Thing, where they're like, Black Panther eats pizza, <laughs> and they're yeah. like, uh, when they're trying to, uh, they're trying to boycott Sal's pizza. Yeah, like, yeah, Why would I boycott it? Like, if Black Panther's eating pizza, I'm eating pizza. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but um, yeah, like, Back to, back to Spike Lee, like, he, like, the thing is about him is I wouldn't say, 
like if someone was to recommend them, I wouldn't say watch all of his movies. You know what I mean? Start with Black Clansman. You watch. You watch the. Um, sorry, we were talking about this before the podcast. You watched the Last Dance recently. Did you see Mars Blackman and the Michael Jordan? Yeah, the Michael Jordan. So Mars Blackman again is his character from She's Gotta Have It, and he went on to direct the Air Jordan commercials commercial with, like, with yeah. Michael Jordan. With Jordan yeah. And Mars Blackman is the it's character like, that the, he plays in it again. Yeah, yeah, obviously, yeah. I thought that's so well, funny. Th- what I love about the Last Dance is, yeah, I'm sure lots of people listening. Have, um, have watched it it is one of the best documentaries I've watched in a long time yeah but I, talk about the, sports documentaries yeah. and how they're fucking aware they're fucking incredible like, I don't like sports <laughs> we'll yeah. watch loads of sports you're watching playoffs now yeah exactly like, do you know what I mean but uh, he was um, they were talking about that and like you know how I, I love things as well like Spike Lee is like really good at acknowledging black culture and like how black culture is a thing but also how black people are very protective of, of black culture yeah. and that, that that's that's really comes to a head and like do the right thing and like I think I, I think Spike Lee kind of doesn't know where he sits on it himself because I think he's aware that black culture is a thing and all but he probably feels it's a little bit unfair to be as protective of it as, as some people are like yeah. big things like with, with the Jordans guy scratches his Jordans and it's like he goes, crazy yeah. and, then and then it turns into you scratch my Jordans so you shouldn't even be in this and neighborhood he's wearing, he's wearing a Celtics, Celtics yeah Larry Bird like. but um <laughs> And another thing, there was another film I forget. Is it? Is it she's gotta have it where they talk about how ugly Larry Bird is. Like, yeah, Larry yeah. It's, it's, she's gotta, yeah. They're like Larry Bird's the best player in the NBA, and he's like he's the ugliest player. player. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, but um, did you see in uh, oh in the new series as well? Like uh, in she's gotta have it, the new series, Mars um, Blackman has like Chicago Bulls on his on his wall. There's loads of Jordans or stuff. Or in the the five bloods when he's like, there's that wire. In Vietnam, across the with the Jordans, across the river, yeah. With the oh yeah, with the Jordan. that was yeah. cool. That was kind of like a shout back to like his urban phase. Yeah. But really funny. Uh, one of our avid listeners and good friend Stephen Murray thought that Spike Lee was because he's such a sports fan was just the guy who sat at the sideline. Every single Bulls match, fair play to him. Always at like he's at every basketball match. Basketball like, match. So you're general, saying like, he's a massive yeah. Arsenal fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah Best yeah, friends are like, like Thierry Henry. That's why. That's fucking class. Yeah. You know he also directed like um, Michael Jackson's music video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he, he Michael Jackson. Yeah. Uh, you see, I think Spike Lee is as well is like he was a bit of a prodigy at the time as well. Like he was so young coming out with these films. Like yeah. he was, he was a young voice. Makes you feel shit. Like a lot of these other people we discussed. So shit because you're just yeah. like, look how much they've achieved. Like, yeah. <laughs> but but he 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 was such a young voice in cinema, and I think what stood to him is that can get lost and you can exist in a in a vacuum and kind of have major impact in a couple of years and then you kind of move to the wayside. Yeah. But Spike Lee is still making a lot of points and still he them out, like, yeah, it's, it's and prolific. Like. Still absolutely making fantastic films. Yeah. But as I said to you guys, he must be so tired of making the same points. The same fucking message because for the last forty like, years. Like. The, the the message varies in slight, slight shapes and yeah. forms. And yeah. obviously the stories are all very different. They're told and they're what the beauty is all the stories are told to the eyes of the black man like yeah. and that's what's refreshing refreshing to see like but as I said like it's the same point he's trying to make and the, 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 the same basic point yeah he's same overarching. Make, overarching I think that definitely Black Clans but in that case I, I think that The Five Bloods whilst it's, it is the same point because they, they all have the same initial point I think that's the point we're getting yeah. at they all have the same initial point yeah. but like say like the likes of Black Clansman is kind of like it's a lot more straightforward whereas like The Five Bloods is also like well, that point exists, but here are a load of other subpoints, and like Chirac is like, well, there's black on black violence too, and then there's like 
do the right thing, which is like this is the circumstances in a melting pot neighborhood. Yeah, you yeah. know, and then like Malcolm X is it, that's a bio, that's a bio. It's a, it's like, a biopic, yeah. It's, it's which, a, yeah, which you're right because like do the right thing, like it, you know, it's making multiple points in that it's like you know the the communities that the, there yeah. is problems there in the community. There's racism. There's different forms of racism. There's, there's you know they're kind of they're not as a community that they're, they're not getting along with each other. Some do, some don't. And like and in Mo Better Blues, you know Mo Better Blues, he actually had to apologize. His lawyer, who was who was Jewish, so I think Mo Better Blues. I haven't actually seen it, but it is about a, about black jazz musicians who are like exploited by Jewish managers, and he had to apologize, write a piece to the New York Times about how he's not actually anti-Semitic, anti-Semitic like, or else yeah. he'd be blackballed. Black yeah. jazz. Yeah. Well, in this films, everyone gets fucking sick. Basically, well, yeah, and, and no one's no one, that's the thing. Like, no one's perfect in this film. And like, in Do the Right Thing, they, they loot Sal's pizza store. And like, the thing is about it is uh, like you're you're watching that and like Sal's pizza store, Sal himself is like, he's not a bad guy. He's, he's just a fucking angry. He's just he's just an angry New Yorker. Yeah. His sons do have well, well, John Turturro's character does have you know racism. He yeah, he, he, he sees right. it as I'm sick of dealing with these blacks every day. And those and like it, colorist images, like he's always making points about how like the black entertainer isn't in the same fold as the black American. As the black American, you know, yeah. I mean, like they're okay with them being entertainers. Yeah, exactly. yeah, know? that's what he's yeah. saying. He's like Michael yeah. Jordan, all these guys, and he's like, but they're not blacks. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's what he says. And yeah. you know, but it's a good point because like you know, then Spike Lee kind of makes the point to him where he's like, nobody really knows their heritage. He's like, you know what they say about curly-haired Italians? Like, you know, he's saying like essentially you, you, yeah, you came from Africa. He's you, relaxed, you, yeah, yeah, exactly at one stage like. Um, but the thing is as well is you know then they loot Sal's pizza store at the end and that doesn't achieve anything you know what I mean it's, and yeah like, it's that whole idea of violence yeah, it's just violence against violence yeah exactly it's and, like, and like the thing is as well is Sal is a great character I think because you don't you know he's not he's not a racist in the movie I don't think and well Spike Lee didn't go out to portray him as a racist but you know you know they're kind of pushing him and he's getting pushed and pushed and pushed and then of course it comes to the point where they're all screaming at each other and you know the gang of guys who are kind of defending Sal they, they left them in late for their pizza and they're kind of on Sal's side they're kind of like all shouting at each other and then of course Sal then just says the n-word because he just loses the head yeah. and then they just immediately are like oh so now we're all just a bunch of n-words now so it's just like it all kind of cultivates into that and like it's that frustration that it's like it's, it's a movie just about frustration but then the beauty of it is that the cops come along it escalates things um, Radio Raheem nothing gets done Radio Raheem gets Killed in a chokehold, Murdered, which is like yeah. more relevant than ever. More relevant what, than ever. But this was before Roddy King as well. Yeah, this yeah, was, yeah, yeah, which is insane. But I, a good point they make in the movie is as well is like Radio Raheem and uh, what's the other character's name? He's kind of always causing hassle. Um, the the guy with glass, the Jordans. The Jordans, yeah. yeah. It's um, uh, I can't remember his name. Yeah. Anyway, you know the whole point is like the people in the community don't necessarily agree with them in it, yeah. but they're like he didn't deserve to die. Okay, they cause a little bit of hassle coming into your pizza store, but that boy didn't need to die, and that's that's a really good point. And like that's what loads of things are saying about like police brutality now. It's like even if somebody did commit like a, a crime or like maybe they robbed something, they didn't need to die, and that's like a, yeah, that's a point yeah. he's making way back in like the late nineteen eighties. Yeah, like yeah. I was fucking shook when fucking Radio, Radio Raheem died. Yeah, I was like, just what like, the fuck? You're like what? And of course, there was another black man killed last night in America for falling asleep in a Wendy's car park he was shot dead and it's just like it's just ongoing watching these films and it's just like like, it must be like we said it must be self-fucking we were talking about how um, John Hughes had uh, two films that were culturally and aesthetically significant by the the library library Congress Congress, Spike Lee has four 
Which are? And this isn't like a common thing. I know that we've covered two directors now that like have this, but this is in no way a common thing for directors. This is a massive feat. But uh, she's got to have it. Do the right thing. Malcolm X. Malcolm X, yeah. And uh, what? Oh, Four Little Girls, which is a documentary. Oh. And I haven't seen it yet. And that's next on my list for Spike Lee. Mm. I haven't seen it yet, but... Um, yeah, I mean, that just speaks to exactly what he does as a filmmaker. I yeah, mean, he's, he's yeah. a cultural... As a protest artist, yeah. he will show you exactly what's going on, yeah. whether you like it or not. He, yeah, he's not just part of the filmmaking conversation. He's about, like, the culture conversation, yeah. the society conversation, like, you know what I mean? And before, as I compared him to Quentin Tarantino, like, he, he took issue with um, Tarantino letting loads of his white characters use, use the N-word in, in his films, like, and... Uh, He's like, you this know, fucking happens every day. Like, yeah, that's, exactly. That's Sam, Samuel Jackson, like Tarantino's, Leonardo DiCaprio. Tarantino's point was like, you don't have to like these white guys. Yes. They're yeah, all like, kind of terrible people. I didn't like, like these characters to be, to be like white fucking saviors. saviors you know, exactly. They are fucking yeah. slave owners. Yeah, like, exactly. You know? And it's interesting that Spike Lee took issue with that because I, I think that him and Tarantino mirror each other. They mirror each other in so, in so many ways and like, you know, like, like I, I don't think anyone in the world thinks Tarantino is a, is a racist. I mean, making movies like Django Unchained and Inglourious yeah. Bastards. But it's interesting that Spike Lee took issue with that because that strikes me as something that he wouldn't take issue with because he, I, I think he has a very, he's very good at cutting out the bullshit in the black argument. Yeah. He's very good at like, okay, oh, we yeah, get upset yeah. about that, we get upset about that, but the real problem is this. Do you know what I mean? And so maybe that was, no, to be fair, that was probably blown up a little bit out of proportion. Well, he doesn't like necessarily agree with like everyone that he just, like him and Denzel Washington, Washington have like very public differing opinions yeah, yeah, on yeah. the issues in the black community. Like Denzel Washington is very much on the side of it's a cultural issue yeah, yeah. that's going on. And, and obviously for, uh, Spike Lee thinks it's a systemic, systemic issue. issue yeah. And it, but they still work so closely together. And they yeah. Still, and they're they two, love each other. You they're, know they're, two, they're two, they're two. Two black men that have absolutely trailblazed Hollywood. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, Denzel and even is fucking unreal. Yeah. But do you know who else is great? underappreciated? Do you know who else is great? His son, yeah, John yeah. David Washington. Whoa, I no. fucking love him. Love so yeah. who's also going to be? He's going to be the lead star in Tennis. Which we're great. all yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. I cannot wait. And just wait, guys so. to mention, it was Rayshard Brooke who was shot last night. Oh, yeah. So in the planter. But um, yeah, the one thing I don't like about well, look, the movies aren't perfect. No, uh, I think in Black Klansman the third act kind of drags a bit yeah. until like the the, emo- the the fucking fantastic last ten minutes. But like I kind of get pulled out of the movie there. It's a little bit too long. It's not paced. Yeah, I think pacing best. is is, is pacing is something that he, he can work on. Yeah, yeah. No, I love no, how raw his films are. And all Malcolm that, X, like, three and a half hours long. long. Jesus yeah. Christ! But no, I don't like the five bloods is long. Well. Not like I don't either. The five bloods is very long. Like he so could have cut fucking forty minutes out of that. Like when they're in the bar and when they're uh, like there's so many scenes I was just like, this isn't fucking propelling the story. We talk about it as well, like how I'm not gonna spoil it, but like there is a point in the Five Bloods where you know it's kind of lumbering along and you're kind of getting to know the characters and then it just flicks the switch and you're like, holy fucking yeah. shit! Yeah, yeah. you know what I'm talking about. And then like, and then there's like fucking fifteen minutes left. Yeah, at one point and you're yeah. like, how are you gonna wrap everything up? Yeah, and then yeah. it's kind of like, oh, kind of does. Yeah, it's just, just kind of ends. ends. Yeah, I think, I think I as, as a filmmaker, it, I think as a filmmaker, the movie that I found was most accessible and one that I could sit down and watch and watch again and really enjoy was actually Black Klansman. Yeah, oh, 100%. Yeah. I, I just most kind of Hollywood. Hollywood, yeah. And like, it follows yeah. A, a more rigid Did you hear structure. how it was pitched to him? Uh, Jordan Peele yeah, pitched it to him. And he said six words. Black man um, infiltrates, infiltrates the KKK. KKK. And then six words. And... Um, 
Spike Lee thought it was the Dave Chappelle sketch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, you know, Dave Chappelle is like raised a blind kid and to save him like the trouble, they tell him that he's white. He's white. And he becomes a racist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he thought it was Dave that Chappelle sketch, but actually it, it, it turned out to be the true story of, of Ron, Ron Stallworth. Stallworth yeah. and <laughs> Have you ever seen interviews with Ron Stallworth? No, I haven't. He no. is the chillest guy ever. Like, Ron even when he, yeah, when he literally, well, that was one thing about the, the white voice thing in it. So in the movie, they're, they're like, they're like, you put on a white voice when you're talking. To that's the same as Remember Your Man Out of Get Out. Not the, what's his name? I just forget his name. He had that film, Sorry to Bother You, in the same year as Black Oh, yeah, Black yeah. Man. Did you see Sorry to Bother You? No, but that was about the. Crazy fucking movie. Is it? It's good, is it? I didn't, I didn't like it as much as I thought I would. But it is about that whole, like, white voice. The white voice thing, the white yeah. Voice yeah. But you see, the thing is, in the movie, he kind of like because I, I thought in the movie like he's just talking in his own voice and then he obviously accentuates certain things on the phone and he calls it like his his white voice and then when he talks obviously it's it's not as it's not as accentuated but in real life what happened was they were like they were like you're gonna have to use your white voice mm-hmm. and, he, and he goes and he was like what is a white voice he's like I'm just gonna talk in my regular voice and he did and like David Duke didn't didn't fucking buy it the, the, the clan didn't buy it either but an interesting thing as well about Ron Stallworth is he so he he actually lost the, the card with um that's crap well yeah he's, he he, st- he he says it's somewhere he thinks it's somewhere in like his attic in Switzerland <laughs> but he's like I don't know if I lost it or not but the photo thing did actually happen he doesn't have the photo but he he did actually do that and put his arm around David that's fucking class I thought that was just gonna be added into me because I was like that's yeah. too insane to have happened. That actually happened. Yeah, he's like, Fucking can I get a photo with you? I thought I thought it would be a bit happen. weird just to throw that in. You know, yeah, yeah. David Duke got Ron Solver's number when he heard that Black Klansman was coming out. He got his number. I think it was up on his Facebook. I don't think it's like sinister or anything. I no, think Ron yeah, Solver yeah, just yeah, careless yeah, yeah. or something. But he rang him, and they just had like a normal conversation. And at the end, David Duke was like, "Yeah, I'm actually a really big fan of Spike's work." Like, <laughs> and Spike Lee was like, "That is an endorsement that I do not want." Like, but yeah, like. Well, that's the funny thing about like, David Duke. Like, he doesn't see himself as a racist. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, he, he doesn't sees himself as like, yeah, like a, first. yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, you know, oh, yeah, it's just it's fucking... like stupid people are always most confident in how intelligent they are. Yeah, that's yeah. very true. Like, but, uh, but your man plays him very well. Uh, Toe for Grace. Yeah. yeah. Do you know Grace, what he, yeah. what project he Venom. did immediately after this? <laughs> Venom, the <laughs> Spider-Man Four. <laughs> I fucking male Spider Verse, and they have. Sorry, this is completely <laughs> off topic, but Toe for Grace is just. It's just. I need to. Do, I need to talk about this. He's terrible in it. In Spider-Man 3. <laughs> he's, he's terrible in Spider-Man 3, but you know what I'd love? You know the Spider-Verse, how it's been fucking open, basically? Yeah, yeah, I'd love yeah. if Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man came back. I would love that. I would, I would fucking mill. Would you not mill that? Yeah. I would fucking <laughs> <laughs> I'm just smiling because I like the idea. <laughs> I'd fucking kill would that be? Yeah, that would Imagine be Imagine if Spider-Verse, I'd love Andrew Garfield. I'd love Andrew Garfield, Tobey Maguire, Tobey Maguire and Tom, Tom Holland. Holland. Yeah, yeah. yeah, all fighting fucking, I don't know. Well, maybe not Andrew Garfield. We can kind of scrap him, to be fair. Like, All fucking Tom Hardy's fucking Venom. <laughs> well, Even though I fucking hate Venom. It's terrible. Venom. Eminem being the soundtrack for that is perfect. Sorry, it's the most Chad fucking movie ever. But, uh, sorry. Get back, back but, uh, to Spike Lee. Sorry. Will we, uh, will we talk briefly about Malcolm X? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What it, what it, you see, when I went into this film, I'm, I'm, as we have stated many times, I think that we've almost like exhausted the whole topic of it. The, when, it when it comes to a biopic, we don't like them. No. Uh, I don't like them. I think they're so droll, but I was actually really excited to learn about um, Malcolm X because I just haven't. You know, I know so much about like MLK. He's also the more maligned um, 
civil rights leader because he was more aggressive and, and more picking up arms. Every revolution like, yeah. has them. They have exactly, they have yeah. your Martin Luther King's peace proposal. Like, like, like then, even uh, Ireland had Karl Brugge. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, there's always the extremists. Yeah. Um, whether or not he was actually in the extremists is up for debate. I think that the nation of Islam is because you know your man Farrakhan. Yeah. He actually threatened Spike Lee. With, de- with the death threat, with the, the death threat, like. when he was releasing the film, not to include anything about him in it, and Spike Lee took it out, everything about him. He took oh, it out, took it out, because he actually mentions him in "Do the Right Thing," but then when he went to mention him in uh, Malcolm X, he got death threats over it, and he just said to him, "Like fuck this," like because it's the nation of Islam, like they, yeah, they yeah, actually, yeah, they'll yeah. kill you, like they, they're not. They are like, extremists. Like they that. are extremists. Like yeah, there's yeah. no doubt about that. But whether or not Malcolm X is an extremist, it's I, think question, he was, like, I think he was yeah. slightly indoctrinated. But I love when he came back after his trip to the Hajj and he was like, um, after he did the Hajj and his trip to Mecca, he came back and he was a lot more on the side of MLK. You could kind of see. Yeah, he, he had hit that turning point a little bit. And yeah, you see, it was interesting. I think uh, Denzel Washington was excellent in it. He was yeah. like a perfect person to play. And he lost the Oscar to um, Al Pacino in Scarface. Oh. Like, well, but I saw in, in She's Gotta Have a TV show, they talk about this uh, this thing that's called like the Academy. The Academy, once they deny an actor a certain amount of um, uh, like they Oscar choices, like Serpico for The Godfathers, they end up giving them they just give them one for anything. Leo, Leo, Leo is the fucking perfect example. The most, that, the most perfect thing. The Revenant was a hard role, but it wasn't a good yeah. role. No, like, I mean, it wasn't groundbreaking. And then. Um, Denzel then got it for his for training day, but he deserved it for training day. He actually got it for, for glory as well. He got yeah. it for glory. He actually has three Oscars. He has no, no he, he has did, two. No, did he get one for glory? He got one for glory and he got one for uh, training day and he was nominated for Flight. And for Philadelphia. And for Philadelphia, Philadelphia though. Was he nominated for Flight? He was nominated for Flight. I think he's nearly won it for Flight. He's, he's fucking class. He's great in Flight. He is absolutely that's a great movie. Right. That is a great I really movie. enjoy Flight, yeah. yeah. Robert Zemeckis. It's a bit mad. It's, it's a bit yeah. mad. Like, like at the fucking end of that movie is great when he's just in the fucking hotel room. <laughs> what what movie is that in? There's some there's some movie in that. There's some movie where he's like, Yeah, sort of pilot. He's like chatting with a girl and he's like, and I actually inverted the plane. <laughs> and he's like landed it safely. <laughs> yeah, I know what you're thinking of. Yeah. 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 And it's, it's, it's not him. Yeah. Like, yeah. I inverted the plane safely. Yeah. Yeah. What is that in? I'm trying to think of it. Like I was pissed myself watching that. You know who I spotted in this film, Jack, actually? Um, G- Giancarlo Esposito from Breaking Bad is in both this nice. and Do the Right Thing. Oh, my. Yeah. What? He's in Do the Right Thing? He's in Do the Right Thing as well, yeah. When? It's so is Martin Lawrence. Uh, yeah, Martin Lawrence. I knew that. So I spotted that one. Yeah, I'll, um, tell, I'll tell you the character. Yeah, you Giancarlo Esposito is a great actor. Yeah, he is. It's just bad to see that. Like, it obviously took him so long to break through. You gotta fucking graft, man. Yeah, he's in both these films. So is Frank game. Vincent from uh, Sopranos, Jack, and in Do the Right no Thing. No fucking way. And in Malcolm Oh yeah, X. yeah, yeah, yeah. Bill Leotardo. I was like, that's fucking Phil Yeah, yeah. I was like, I fucking hate you, Phil <laughs> And in The Sopranos, as a low-level journalist who's in a first split second, I have a good eye, apparently, is Michael Imperioli. Oh, no way. Yeah, yeah. he plays Christopher in The Sopranos. He's like one of the main characters. That's fucking cool. So this is yeah. ages ago. This is ages ago. Those are yeah. cool things. Yeah, yeah well, like, so. Chris, uh, fucking, they've got a great podcast. Um, I can't remember what it's called. Talking Sopranos, I think. Not very inventive, but it's him yeah, and Bobby Bacala from the series. And like Chris is going on about how he was kind of like an actor working like kind of bit part jobs, kind of like that. Yeah, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he turns to the episode of Sopranos, he puts a fucking drive like and he crashes Lexus. No like, way. Like, the opening scene, they go on, like, oh, he's a young guy, like he's yeah. making his way up. 
he's got a Lexus like and mm-hmm. and the casting person was like okay like can you can you drive and he was like yeah yeah just yeah, and, yeah. 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 and uh, he fucking crashed the Lexus and made another one on on set uh, that is fucking and fucking and uh, fucking Tony Soprano fucking well, what's his name why am I, why am I James blanking James Gallopini James Gallopini was like Fucking fucking tell me <laughs> like you don't want him going fucking mental. Like no, that. yeah. Even but though he talks like this, or like he, yeah. he talks like he's got such a soft voice. Yeah, he actually uh, does, which is insane. Yeah. Oh, hey, hey guys, thanks for uh, giving <laughs> right, me back the back Oscar. To Malcolm X though, before we get back into the Sopranos <laughs> Game of Thrones there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, one thing I thought that was amazing about Malcolm X, and I didn't know this went on. I don't know about you, but when they burned the uh, hair, when uh, black people burn their hair, so it looks straight and it looks like white person hair. Yeah. yeah. I didn't realise that that went on and I thought that that was amazing and I yeah. saw Denzel Washington talking about it in um, an interview about an interview with the cast of Fences you know the film Fences yeah. that was out a couple of years ago oh yeah was that any good? I didn't like it Oscar Bates was it? Oscar Bates it was, it was a play on screen yeah, yeah, yeah. which is there's a reason why plays are on stages yeah, yeah. but um, it, I saw him talk about the cast and he was like it's, you see when you hear that sizzle on the head like all black people know how that feels, that feels like, where yeah. that's why like these films are for culture like you know they they hit your culture like it's a specific culture and i i, I thought that was uh, like such a, a horrible thing that black people felt like they had to they had to do that do that to try and make yourself yeah. look like a white person like, yeah. what, like and it, it was like a sign of wealth as well and everything yeah. and different things like that yeah like malcolm x is a funny one because as you say like i'm not a fan of biopics and like you're never going to you're never I, my problem with biopics as well is it's you're never going to tell someone's full story in two and a half hours you know what or I mean like he stretched it to three and a half man he, could have, he, yeah, he like, told his whole story <laughs> <laughs> yeah well that's true like but it, like it was bloated it was like all biopics are bloated yeah, are. It, it was it was bloated but and it's not entertaining no and it's like Spike, history Spike yeah Spike obviously felt he needed to to tell that story and like the, the, what's crazy about Malcolm X is I mean what like, he was only in his thirties and so was Martin Luther King. Mm. It's another thing that like really that goes under the radar because all, all of these all that generation was so aged like they like by the time they were our age they'd already like lived multiple Asian lives. Multiple lives exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, but no, but you're right. Like they were they were. I think another problem that just with biopics is that like really just immediately sets the tone for kind of how droning there is. Everyone knows how they end. Yeah, well, that's true. You know, you I mean, know no, no matter how little you know about Malcolm X, you know that he died. Yeah, yeah, died, you know, yeah, 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 it's yeah. not a spoiler. Like, yeah, sorry, that's the best that. part of yeah. his, uh, <laughs> the Dewey Cox story. <laughs> 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 but, but you know, like, uh, you see, I, I much prefer like in, in, incident, uh, like isolated incidents, but like the like the Dallas Buyers Club is a very good biopic. Yeah, especially because he's like a... Yeah, but that's more like... I like when they just fucking embellish it with a bit of fucking, you know, the, storytelling. The thing about that Dallas Buyers Club as well is like, it's not necessarily the man that's the interesting part of that story. It's it's the it's whole story. It's the situation yeah. stuff yeah. and all. Like, and, and the thing is, Malcolm X is the interesting part of Malcolm, Malcolm yeah, X. Like, totally he's the, is, yeah. It's all about him and like, you know... Muhammad Elijah was a little dirty dog, oh, wasn't he? Stop, <laughs> so was Martin Luther King, like he was. Yeah, he was. He's, he's, he's had lots of affairs. So was JFK. The whole lot of them. Not a whole lot of them. There it was, was just normal back then. Okay? <laughs> just well, Malcolm was a Malcolm was a good guy. A good guy in parentheses. Uh, oh, very very good looking guy. Yeah, guy. Have you seen pictures? Very, yeah. very very attractive man. Very very good looking man. You ever you see him talking about the? It's actually really powerful i think this is why like all of spike lee's films are kind of like this and you can apply it to anything with the story of the house negro on um i think the cat the, the cabbie show or is it it's it's it might have been letterman oh it could have been the sure. dick cabbie show it could yeah, have been yeah. Dick show, yeah yeah but um 
how when there was a house Negro and there was a uh, and there was a field Negro, and you had the whole difference between the two is the house Negro was like they loved their master. And yeah, it's like yeah, it's yeah. done in Django, Django Chain, Chain. Like, yeah. really well. Samuel Jackson, Jackson. Yeah, yeah, Django yeah. Chain, and they have no idea why all of the the field slaves they they want out like they, they have no idea why they want to escape why they're, they're why they're revolting because they're, like how can it be better than this like they, yeah, they, their yeah, master yeah, gives yeah. them everything and yeah, stuff like yeah, that yeah, yeah, exactly and that. that's how he kind of like we seeing him talk about that and seeing how like that's almost applied to like all of spike lee's films there's always people like that and the five bloods there's someone like that with the uh, main character who, who are kind of happy to live in the white system yeah almost, and like, they blame other people other people they, they for blame, it, like yeah. he blames the immigrants he, he, the immigrants, he, he, he yeah. wears the maga hat, the maga hat and, yeah. and different and like they're so that. shocked like how can you think that someone like donald trump is on our side but he's like oh you guys need to kind of wake up a little bit yeah there. like and that's how his his worldview is like yeah, is yeah his perception and spike Lee's, as you say he's really good at that and, he and, is. and being able to he's very observational and like he's and like that's a that's a big thing like you know who have a brilliant um sketch is key and peel um black republicans and uh they just have a have a whole sketch about like a, a black republican yeah. meeting and like they're just angry black men but they don't really know where to channel their anger and the republican party's like the angry party over yeah. there so they just channel it into kind of republican ideas yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but um another thing i want to talk about is like how spike lee is clearly now becoming you can see his influence on like other filmmakers because you have Jordan Peele is a big one obviously he's yeah, like he's the next Spike Lee Spike Lee's sitting there like oh, I never really uh, yeah, thought I, I, as much I, money I, as get out exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly and I think but you see the, the thing is as well is like it's kind of weird because Spike Lee's been around for 40 years but his movies weren't always in the mainstream like his mainstream movies were things like Inside Man and like yeah. you know but his well, sorry, they were in the mainstream. Everyone knew about them, but like, I mean, I guess that I got. I gotta say, I think that like the likes of Do the Right Thing is like a household name for for people who are very much into film. Yeah. You know, yeah, it, yeah, it's not true. like a niche film for people who who like and know about film. Yeah, yeah. You exactly, know, which like, is yeah, but, yeah. but I, I think outside of that, yeah, it's definitely like the likes of Inside Man, Black Klansman, because of the topic. It was always going to be a big, a big popular, big, popular. Yeah. And I, I think that's the. I'm surprised Spike Lee actually didn't know about that because I'd actually listened to a podcast on Ron Stallworth before that movie came out. Like and like. So yeah, had you? Yeah, really? yeah. yeah. Stuff no, you to be know. fair, it was a uh, yeah. Stuff you should know. Yeah, they, to it as well, they, yeah. they cover, they cover like stories like that. Like they, yeah. they actually, interesting shit. Yeah, they actually like, covered. Um, do you remember that? Like, the Netflix stuff, set, that yeah, remember that Netflix documentary? I listened to podcasts on DB Cooper before he's a cool guy. He's very true. someone found his money. Apparently, yeah, apparently. Well, yeah, yeah, a kid, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they gave it back to the kid. Right. I think he, he, he saved it and then sold it for like an exorbitant, exorbitant, an exorbitant amount, amount. amount of fucking money. Um, but yeah, like, like Jordan Peele's films now are that same kind of like, like stylistically that they're not similar. Like obviously Jordan Peele has his own like style. I don't think they're dissimilar though. No, they're not. And I think as well as Jordan Peele has really um, dived into the absurdist thing. Yeah. that Spike Lee is always played with because it works so well it works it works unbelievably well. like it works. and like even like you could see in Us the way you know the Hands Across America how like he's still bringing it back to these like historical events yeah because yeah. Us kind of goes off the point you're watching no, it and completely. you're going where is it? you're going, like, maybe, he's going? Not, yeah, where, maybe he's not where maybe he's not maybe he's not trying to make a point in this in this yeah, film. In and this then at, at the end then in the end you see the Hands Across America, America. Yeah, well, it was, that's why I enjoyed Us because I felt it was it was less on the nose than Get Out 
you know what I mean in ways well like, like the amount of like subliminal messaging and get out like I, I, I it's just like, getting so good yeah like I mean it's obviously yeah. set and, to the well, it's a fucking classic it yeah. will be a classic it is. for generations I think it's already gone like, down as like yeah, people have already accepted and, but every stuff. time like a movie um, Jordan Peele makes comes out it's like an event for me it is yeah it yeah, is like, like, I'm excited I, to I see what he's going to do next I to see us like yeah it kind of disappointed me a tiny bit but I didn't mind it. Well, I think it's because Get Out was just a just so, That was the problem. It was kind of... But if you look back on Get Out and like you can see some of the subliminal messaging and everything, it's just like, what the fuck? Yeah, it's, it's, it's got so much rewatch shit. power. Like, yeah. Do you know what I mean? And oh, like, yeah, absolutely. And, exactly. to, and to think that Jordan Peele started out in comedy for fucking years and then moved into film. Sure, he used to be on YouTube. Like, yeah. Like, he's got that fucking really TV funny video and, where it's he's like... He's probably the like, worst actor out of Keegan Peele. Like, yeah. He, he's a very good actor. Keegan is like the funniest guy ever uh, also what I find very interesting about those two guys is they are both uh, in interracial marriages uh, Key is married to a white woman and Keel is married to a white woman as well and they've like addressed that before and they're like they? yeah they, like, they've been like, they're and, like have to address it. yeah I know because I, I think like because like I mean they celebrate like Loving Day and stuff and all like you know that that story about um, you remember that made that movie Loving with it used to be illegal in America. To no. have oh yeah, yeah. Who was in it? Is it Woody Harrelson? Uh, no, it was it was um, other country man. No, it's you know yeah you know your man uh, country boy cowboy Joel, Joel Edgerton. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah. an like, Irish actress as well, um, Ruth Nega, who was in Love Hate. Yeah. Oh yeah. She, she they they were a real couple in living in like Mississippi, and they married each other, and it was illegal, and then they took it to the Supreme Court. And to and the Supreme Court decided that it should be legal. It should be legal. Yeah, it's, I read about it's, this. It's no one's business what, yeah. what a man and a woman marry each other. When was it? Because when you look back at fucking back history, you're like, what the fuck? Not was that long? Not sixties, maybe fifties or sixties. Like, like 50, not, not that long ago. Yeah, that was long and the fu- the funny thing was, like, his name was their name was Loving. Their second name was Loving, and so the movie's called Loving. And then they have they celebrated as Loving Day. So you'll see lots of people do it. Yeah. But Joe um, Jordan Peele's married to who? Uh, Chelsea Peretti, who's in uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine. <laughs> no you know, uh, yeah, Gina, Gina, Gina yeah. Nine. They're married to each other. I was yeah. like, what the hell? Like, so such a random couple. Like, she's my least favorite out of that show. Is she? Yeah, Gina. Gina's crap. I think Gina's funny because she's just so weird. Yeah, she's funnier than like. I like, Rose, Santiago, I like Rose. Rose is the best character. Uh, but um, uh, yeah, you can kind of see that in Malcolm X is such a is such a massive factor that like when he before the Nation of Islam. He only attracted the white women. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you yeah, can yeah. kind of see how, like, that whole, like, like, have you ever seen Muhammad Ali talking about the differences between black and white? And how everything in society is, is white. Is white Jesus on the cross. Jesus is white. white. Like, white lies compared to black male. Black male. <laughs> different things yeah, yeah. along those lines. But you, you can kind of see that, that Malcolm X is almost, like, kind of, before he's a part of the Nation of Islam, he's almost kind of ashamed of, his colour who he is yeah, like and yeah. the, the, like the whole idea of it and so is everyone around him yeah, yeah. I mean that's that's the point that the movie's making at the start where it's like it's like they're conditioned to be ashamed of of what they of are who they are, yeah. they are. and like then he, how, how it, that's why I think that's why Malcolm X was so came across so militant yeah. when, he, when he flipped because it was like no we're we're Black people were proud of our skin. We're proud of this. We're proud like of that. He was called the N word like so much when he was in that like home that he yeah, didn't even think yeah. that's just what he thought he was called. He was called you know, yeah, I mean, yeah. like there's different things along those lines, and his family was completely split up and everything. And I don't know, like you can kind of see how like a revolutionary was made out of it. Yeah. Uh, and um, it's a very very interesting story. Whether or not I would 
tell people to go watch a three and a half hour long film. I mean, that's totally up to how ours someone is. But um, like, well, that's the thing. Like, and I, I feel like, you know, when you say like, I don't mean this in a bad way, but you know, when you see like certain movies, be like, that's an important film. Like, you, you should watch that. Yeah. Why is it so fucking long? Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> people aren't gonna fucking gonna watch, watch it. it. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I don't, I don't like Malcolm X is a very important story, and it's very. I don't necessarily feel feel a film is that important in terms of like. Spike Lee trying to, t- to tell make his point I think there's other movies you can watch which will give you more of an impact I think it, it was supposed to be his masterpiece and it wasn't yeah I think at the time though it was it was really like uh, it's critically acclaimed yeah, I think yeah, biopics are very out of favour today yeah. though. but like bi- biopics like they're never not critically acclaimed no, well, yeah, yeah, they're falling. Your Jack's, I think Jack's right. They're yeah, falling off now. But they're still be well, well, no, John Travolta made that fucking one recently about God. Oh God, and yeah. that was fucking Terrible. completely destroyed. Yeah. Like, it's even, an awful film. Even the Churchill one, though. Like, watch the like, opening scenes of that film. And it's darkest on hour, darkest hour about Churchill. Like, it was fine. Oh, I know. I, 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 as soon as that came out, I was like, guarantee Gary Oldman's gonna be phenomenal in that. But I don't care. Yeah, I don't care. Like, like yeah, I, 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 I don't care. And this is and, and this is, this goes back to the problem, like with with biopics. Like, I mean, you're never gonna tell a full person's full story, and then, you know, they're the protagonist of the film, and so to make that translate, people aren't perfect. So, whether or not you're gonna get the true story is is a, is another thing. Like, I, to be fair, and to Spike Lee's credit, I think he he did his best. Well, I think I think Malcolm X out of a lot of biopics, he has a lot of flaws and like kind of internal things to face yeah, yeah, yeah. but again I mean you see that in like Lincoln Lincoln didn't get on with his son his you son see that in like the, the King's speech and everything and, uh, I mean there's always that kind of factor yeah. at the end of the day these, these characters are always still larger than life like you know yeah, 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 and yeah, yeah, yeah. I, that's my main issue with them I, I would it's say like statues we were talking about it yeah. yeah it's exactly they're, they're immortalized why are, yeah, why, why, they, yeah, they're immortalized they shouldn't be things. immortalized no they shouldn't be no matter how good of things they did they were still flawed characters but flawed people they were humans but that also mean? doesn't mean that like if a, a statue's put up against uh, about them don't just tear it down <laughs> like, yeah, unless yeah. they were slavers yeah like, <laughs> like, if they're slavers right fuck you you know but, like, well, well, well that's the, the funny thing about filmmaking is as well is because now filmmaking has become a new a new way of like capturing history yeah like, and things like that and Spike Lee obviously went for a historical film there with Malcolm X like but it's it's not as stylized as his other films there is stylistic choices in it that are like weird for a biopic yeah as you say with certain shots and things like that yeah different little shots but I, I, I just think it's it's I, it might be a bit bold to say this but it's one of his least interesting films I think I wouldn't say least interesting well not compared to Inside Man and stuff but like like can you can you put Malcolm X and Defy Bloods beside each other and I feel like the, these films are just so up to whether or not you can like stomach a proper biopic you know uh, yeah it's, uh, it's it, it really is like I, I think I think these films are so Oscar baity anyway but um not not Spike Lee's films but biopics biopics but, in um, 100% I, I, I think this is one of the better ones I've watched but that doesn't overly speak to how good the film itself is. Yeah, that's, yeah. Well, that's a good point. Yeah, that's a you good know, point. I, I, how would you? We've 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 we're coming up to an, an hour and a half. So, okay, okay. what do we say? So, the films that we we kind of mainly talked about were, she's gotta have it. She's gotta have it. Do the, do the right, right thing. thing. Malcolm X, The Five Bloods, and Black Phantom or Black Phantom, The Five Bloods. What would be like the ones that you'd mainly recommend? Start with Black Phantom, then. Watch the Five Bloods because it's accessible both on Netflix currently. Well, Black Clansman's coming to Netflix. Yeah. Uh, they announced it recently, so I think it's like two weeks or something. Um, 18th comes to mind, but I think that's 
Rick and Morty. I think I I I I stand by my point that I think that 
these films are protests before they're films. Before they're, but the yeah. filmmaking, but what what makes up for that is the filmmaking and, so and the camera work. It's so good. And everything aesthetically is just like the best, the best thing. Yeah, ever. like if, if Spike Lee wasn't a filmmaker, he would be an activist, you know, like, yeah, or exactly. he would be a, a politician of some yeah, sort. Yeah. Yeah. He's that kind of person. Yeah. It just so happens he's fucking superb behind the camera. Mm. Did you see that, like, when uh, Columbine happened? He said that Charles Heston, like he said this publicly, that Charles Heston should be shot. And Charles Heston came out and goes, well, you can take one if you want. <laughs> he was like, I dare you. And then Spike Lee had to apologize, apologize for it. It's also a big Also, that's out. another thing. Is it's, it's kind of nice to have a filmmaker who's a little bit incendiary, who's a little bit, you know, a bit of fucking... pushes Look, the... Everyone that has a platform now is so cotton candy. Yeah, they're, they're going to so, watch what they're going to say. They, they pussyfoot around everything. Yeah, Spike yeah. Lee is Spike like, is not. fuck this person, yeah, fuck, fuck this, this person, person. Yeah. this is why I do this. Exactly. You yeah. know, I mean, yeah. and I, I like that. I like his personality exactly. and I love his filmmaking style. But again, I'm not awfully a massive fan of his, film, uh, his films. Yeah, it's fu- it's funny. Like, I actually agree. I think the three of us went in to these movies thinking that we would get more enjoyment out of them. I don't think the three of us are like, oh, like you need to watch this movie. It's so cool, blah blah blah. But we've we've come out like appreciating elements of yeah. this filmmaking. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That's the, the big thing about them. Like, yeah. it's, it's the elements that you enjoy because they do unfortunately get a bit repetitive. Like there's no doubt that they do. Yeah. But that's because he knocks one out every year. Yeah. Like, you know, he he's really made, he's he, made he, a he lot does. of films. He, he's, he's made, a lot, made a lot of films. But for anyone who's like really just into film in general and into the mechanics behind films, Spike Lee is honestly like before anyone that comes to mind, probably the best mechanical director I've seen when it comes to the shots he makes and the how he puts his films stuff, together yeah. and how he just completely breaks the boundaries. I mean, like he read the book and completely rewrote a new one, you know? Yeah. I mean, even compared to Tarantino, he makes Tarantino look by the book, you know? Yeah, no, he does. In many he ways. does, yeah, he does. And, um, I, I definitely recommend it from that point of view just to see like a different world of film yeah and like a non-conventional style exactly. of film yeah, making, yeah. You know what I mean? like, yeah so yeah right call it a fucking podcast because you're coming up to an hour and 40 yeah. minutes uh, yeah so next week we are going to be reviewing we're going to watch King Staten Island we're going to review it see what you know it's like having a you know, a film that's yeah, yeah, seven euro each. Yeah, yeah, um, and we're also going to be doing. Do that, do that, in general, um, kind of like a little bit of a more lighthearted podcast. Yeah, more lighthearted, more. But we're gonna do a lot of movie news as well because we skipped that this week. But uh, yeah, no, it should be really good, and uh, yeah, we can talk about uh, like Bill Burr and stuff. Not yeah. Bill, yeah. Bill yeah. Burr. So oh yeah, Bill Burr. You needed a reason to go and rent or buy or whatever this 23 year old's going towards society man go do it if you want to join us next week see what we all thought about it I'm not overly hopeful I don't know about you guys but it's an excuse we're spending 20 year one year old on it whether it's good or not yeah yeah yeah, yeah. the last film we all watched together was The Happening so we're presuming yeah fucking anything can be better than that (laughs) (laughs) that that actually disgusted me fuck you fucking M. Night Shyamalan so yeah we will see you next week guys so please give us a follow on the full feature please DM us anything that you want us to cover Um, any ideas that you have like we absolutely love um some ideas or whatever and uh yes please give us a a five-star review on apple Podcasts and a follow on spotify and we will see you next week